Sure, thought we had a week off, or I had a week off. Fuck it. So I have decided that my favorite big word that doesn't mean anything at all is carbuncle. Take all the time you need on that one, fellas. No, we are. I don't even have to use it too often, but when I do, it's just wonderful. And but why would you use it? You don't need you to. It's... You don't need to. It's a $10 word for a 25 cent conversation. That person's a carbuncle on my on my soul. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. You, you don't need to say carbuncle. You can just say it. And they'll be like, whoa, they said carbuncle, not knowing that that just means like zit. <laughs> Blemish. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I think... Donald Trump is a carbuncle to society. So I have a hard time supporting this because I'm a writer. And I I am a big fan of people using words that they don't normally use. Uh, also, because I got chastised at work for using uh, penultimate in an email to someone. And I remember they were like, I had to look this up. You should use clear language. And I was like, I'm sorry. Did you not? Clearly, you seconds? don't know words, nigga. Yeah. Well, not even that, but also you looked it up on Google. Was that fucking hard for you? Did you have to go to the library? You pulled your phone out for five seconds. Fuck you. Like, I really got upset. I got legit upset about this. And, and like, I, I, like, honestly, I don't know why we have this mentality of, like, well, I had to stop to learn something, and now that I know this word, my life's not better. Okay, well, fucking stop reading. I, that's enough for me. You can fucking stop reading it. I, I, I have been, I, you touched a very sore spot for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> How dare you be educated, sir? I almost quit my job. Like, I got real close to being like, well, excuse me? They're like, you should use words that are more layman's terms. And I was like, how dare you tell me you had to look a word up and then chastise me for you having to fucking learn a word? Like, that's my fault. It's not my fault you can't remember the word penultimate. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, it sounds like I, he's... I, 
I work with, I work around most, the people that I work closest with are older white ladies. So when they talk about stuff, I have a problem using slang terms. Like, you know, they were talking about uh, a family member that's on, um, that's on drugs. So I was like, are they using boy or are they using girl? And they looked at me like, what? And I'm like, now I gotta fucking explain this. Are they on, are they on horse or are they on pony? Like, I don't really like, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where you just kind of like, are they using heroin or not? Like that type of thing. But I, I have that issue all the time just using slang terms. I always assume heroin. I just uh, assume heroin. Apparently, apparently um, with these white people, heroin is the drug of choice. It's apparently like it's either heroin or meth. Like I ask, kind of the thing that's destroying white people's communities right now. Remember when reefer madness was a thing? <laughs> <laughs> they were right. They were like, all oh, this marijuana is a gateway drug, and now everyone's doing meth. And they're like, we told you, we told you, if you smoke marijuana, you're going to do meth. No, no, they weren't. They were right, but they were right for the wrong reasons. The reason why they were right is because the cops never stopped the white people who were smoking the reefer and beat the shit out of them like they did the black people. <laughs> So the white folks were like, let's just keep going. And the black folks yeah. got beat up right around crack cocaine. And we're like, fuck y'all. We'll stick to brown liquor. <laughs> you can't even carry a bag anymore. Fuck crack. <laughs> like, and the white folks were just like, la di da di da meth. Honestly, right. meth is some next level shit. Like, just the, like, obviously we've all seen Breaking Bad. So, like, the amount of chemistry that goes into meth is mind-boggling to me that someone would go through that much just to get high. I've seen somebody lick a toad to get high. Like a toe or a toad? A toad. toad. Oh, okay, a toad. I thought you said a toe. It's like a toe's not... I've licked Science a toe is not out of the question when you're licking frogs. <laughs> well, okay. But even then... Like, okay, licking a frog. That's something that takes, like, very little thought. It can be very impetuous. It can be like, oh, that frog, that frog is red. It's a poison arrow frog. Normally, if we rub, like, poison on our arrows from him, he kills people. Let's give him a lick. Okay. okay. That's that's just that's just good old-fashioned science. At what point are you like, I'm going to need a barrel of ether. I'm going to need, I'm going to need some Sudafed. And I'm going to need some time. Like, that's the part of it that feels like like way too much work to get high. Like licking a frog is, seems easy. I don't know. It's it like, feels like a progression from smoking reefer. Like you get high and you're like, you know what we need? Chemistry? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you if we had this and this and this, we get lit. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. They smoke weed and they all got chemistry degrees and they graduated to meth. Like, even crack feels, like, easier, right? Because it's just, you boil some water, you pour in some baking soda, and then it, it's crack. I feel like meth feels harder, and it you can die during it. You can't die boiling water. You can't, well, at least you can die licking a toad, but, like, it just feels extra to me. It just feels feel super like, extra. I feel like crack was an accident. Yeah, someone spilled some, <laughs> someone was cooking grits and spilled their crack in it. Exactly. It's like, oh, no! <laughs> I got crack. I got, I got cocaine in my grits. How oh, is yeah. it? So great. I spilled more cocaine and grits. <laughs> Why are you rubbing your teeth like that? 
<laughs> by the way, black tweet of the day brought to you by big words that you never say to anybody, but you say them in your own head. Uh, black people never want to teach you how to play spades. They just say, you don't know how to play spades? Really loud after you've already said you don't know how to play spades. And then they start telling people that you don't know how to play spades. Yep. <laughs> True. Also, I like True. that. True. Because, I, if, you, because I, if you don't know how to play, you know, when you're in a position to play, now ain't the time to teach you. I'd also uh-huh. like to Six add weeks. in hashtag Wow. Because that's how it always goes in my family. You don't know how to play spades? Wow. Pooh Bear, where did that come from? Because Pooh Bear does that all the time. What is the wow thing? Like, I I don't get about People do it in the middle of an argument. Real Housewives of Atlanta or something. I I don't know. I always assume it comes from some reality show. Someone did it, and now everyone does this, what I assume. I just see people do it in the midst of an argument. Like, when you ain't got nothing else to say or you're caught, they're like, you don't believe me? Wow. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't use that, so I don't understand. Google it. I shouldn't have to. I mean, I understand it. On, I just on, don't know on Jay's email. No, 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 no. I understand it. I just don't know where it came from and why people do that. Google it. I'm good. <laughs> I ain't never gonna use this, so ain't no point of me. <laughs> ain't no point of me looking it up. But yeah, we get on people hard if they don't know how to play space, but they come up to the space table like, why are you even here? Well, okay. For me, it's different. I know how to play. I just know my family, and I know to to refrain from any talk of spades around them. That's what I was going to say, is that I know how to play, but like, even if you're unsure or if you're like, I want to take some time to really think this out and plan it out. Like, you get yelled at for thinking, you get yelled at for playing out of turn, you get study yelled wrong, at... Study wrong, young man. See, like, first of all, that's dumb. Uh, in that case, then, we should never go to a doctor, because all doctors are wrong, because they study for a very long time. Secondly, <laughs> I think... <laughs> I really think, like, like we are aggressive when it comes to spades, like, overly aggressive, and it the, the bar is too high. Like, no one wants to learn how to play. I feel like spades is going to die out with the old black people. Because, like, no one's going to want to learn how to play. Nah. I'm telling you, man. It's going to die out. Yeah. Yeah, the the young people in my family are deterred from playing spades. Like, it's like, nope. I'm not going nowhere near that shit. Because I see how y'all get when y'all play. Nope. Nah. Let them run a Boston on somebody that first time and it's over. You just got to be good at it. Y'all just ain't good at it. That's all. Don't feel bad. No, I think I think I'm pretty good. I don't feel bad. I just refuse. I just refuse to play. Like I I got the type. I got the family that will like when you got when you got that last card to run that Boston, you lick it and stick it to your forehead type thing. Like I have I have those. I have that type of family. Now one thing one thing that my family doesn't do, which I'm glad that they don't do. They don't play dominoes. Mm, Uh, We break tables. (laughs) Yeah, dominoes is. It's it's right up there with space. Like actually, all pastimes of black people, it's it's them teaching you to be smarter and faster and quicker because otherwise you're gonna die. <laughs> no, all, pa- really what it all pastimes of, of of black folks is we're gonna teach you this regular ass game that white folks been playing for a long time, but we're gonna teach you literally the meanest way to play it. So yeah. then white folks will never want to play it with you, and we're making it our own, like nigger. 
so basically like uh when people threaten to kill you for reneging that's that's our nigger in the cards mm-hmm. what you mean i'm <laughs> reneging man you're not even allowed to challenge the biggest fights that i see in my in, in, in society not just challenging to renege challenging a wild like nigga i know you got a blue <laughs> I know you got a blue. Show me your hand. <laughs> okay, so the way we the way we dealt with that was you didn't ha- you could play a wild anytime you wanted to. So we dealt with it. We didn't we threw that w- rule out because there were too many fights over it. Because otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, like you would ruin an entire hand because someone would throw a wild and be like, nah, I want to see your hand. And we're not gonna like either that or you have to like play the hand out and then go back through. <laughs> and people really want to go back through. See here, I played this. This is my card. This, this is your card. This is your card. This is your card. This is my card. This is your card. This is your card. This is your card. This is the card that won. You won. That's and, this was nobody, your card. Nobody ever mentioned the fact that that takes a lot of memory. <laughs> like, how do you remember what you what we all played? That's like LeBron like. sitting at the table, like, well, I made this shot, and then they came down and had a turnover. <laughs> And then I came back down, and I passed J.R. Smith. He passed it down to Kyle Corver. Kyle took a shot and missed. I got the rebound, put it back up. That's two more points. They came down, made a shot. I came down. J.R. called a timeout that we didn't have, so that was a technical. It's the same thing. Yeah, I imagine that is actually how a lot of LeBron's uh, tape sessions with the Cavs went. It's like, all right, so uh, I went down court. I scored. They scored. And then I came down court. I passed JR. He missed. I grabbed the ball. I put it back in. I scored. We went back down, back down court. They hit a three. I passed to Kyle Corber. He shot a three. He missed. I shot a three. I scored. We went back down court. <laughs> <laughs> so we're tied. Can anyone tell me? I called for a sub. Tyrone Lou took everybody else out but me. I got mad. They scored. <laughs> I inbounded the ball to myself. Dribbled down court. Threw the ball up in the air with the shot, got, grabbed my own rebound, put it back in. I scored. <laughs> <laughs> my teammates actively played with the other five people on the other team. They scored. I came back down the court. I called the timeout. I ran up into the stands. I cooked a couple hot dogs for fans because we don't have anybody to cook hot dogs and pass them out. I passed out some hot dogs. I made twelve fifty. I came back in after timeout. I scored. <laughs> I called timeout because my wife was looking. You at only made twelve fifty from those hot dogs. It's in Cleveland, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Cleveland, bro. Minimum wage is like five dollars. <laughs> that's how that's... my wife was looking really good in the crowd. Took her into the locker room. I scored. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything. Shout, shout out to the bitch for the assist, if you know what I mean. <laughs> what up, Delante? Um, came back from the third timeout referee inbound the ball to my own teammate. I asked the referee why he was passing the ball in. He said, oh, team me up. Well, I was arguing with my own uh, referee that I brought to the damn game. My teammate went the wrong way, put the ball into the wrong basket. They scored. <laughs> Last time out, the referee took off his shirt, threw on a calf shirt, came out and played with us because he felt bad. I still scored all the points. He could, he was a terrible shot. <laughs> <laughs> Had a kid from the Make-A-Wish Foundation, wanted to play the game, took him in. <laughs> Kyrie Irving scored five points. We scored. <laughs> Kyrie is now saying that he never wanted to play with LeBron. Yeah, I don't blame him. Like, after, like, in 2014, he said uh, LeBron came up to him and he still played for the Heat and said, hey, man, keep doing what you're doing. You never know. You might see me up there one day. <laughs> like, honestly, I don't blame him. Like, I get like first of all, let's just be honest. Can we agree that Kyrie Irving is the most contrarian motherfucker of all time, right? Oh, like he's contrarian all. for the sake of being contrarian. So which is where I'm this not... whole flat Earth thing. I blame him for that. 
Yeah, he's just contrary because he can be. And I think he honestly just, I don't know what's going on inside his head, but I, I feel as if he just enjoys watching everybody try to figure him out. And he's just laughing like, yeah, I don't believe in a flat earth, but you motherfuckers are out here trying to prove me wrong. Like, I think he probably also enjoys watching people struggle to prove the earth is round when he's like, yeah, but have you ever been outside of the confines of the earth? No. So how do you know it's round? And they're all like, uh, science. Yeah, no, I I can see him not wanting to play with LeBron. He just seems like he wouldn't like, plus it taints your entire legacy when you think about it. Like when you think about LeBron's teams. How many other, like, other than Dwayne Wade, how many other, like, I guess, yeah, like, how Chris many other, Bosch. would we, would Chris Bosh, would we consider him, like, no. superstar level? Not anymore, because as soon as everything faded away, he got injured and, like, became. And then think about, like, that, like, he never won a championship on his own. A lot of his championships are going to be uh given, if you will, to LeBron, because he, he was, you know, a lot of those are given to him, like, they would not have won without him. And, and I could see in one that, in one of the finals he didn't actually score any points. <laughs> yeah. I will say this though, I think well, he was injured for parts of it too though, right? Yes, but one one of the games where he was healthy, he didn't yeah, he score any points. He did all the other stuff like blocks and rebounds and such, but he didn't oh, score any points. Play. Yeah. But like I really do feel as if like I get Kyrie's point. Because, like, any championship you win with LeBron is LeBron's championship. It would be like winning with Mike. Like, Scottie Pippen is a fantastic player. And I think of all the Bulls players, he's probably the one that we give the most credit to as being, the, the you know, a better player or being Hall of Fame. But, like, think about Steve Kerr and Tony Kukoc and B.J. Armstrong and Horace Grant, who all in their own rights had great careers, but their championships are tainted by the fact that they won them with Mike. Well, Will Purdue put in a lot of work. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sorry, I laughed at Will Purdue. But wasn't wasn't Scottie Pippen like up for MVP? Yeah, when Mike wasn't there, when Mike left. Yeah, yeah he messed it all the, up uh, by not going on to the floor. That's the reason why we can. That's the reason why we can hold him up. Like Mike left, and you were still up for MVP. That's the reason that we can let that go. Well, that was the year that they he took him to what like the Eastern Conference Finals and yeah. lost to uh, New York the Knicks because he wouldn't go into the game. Yeah. Because he was a diva. I think that well, would always because be... Because the play wasn't called for him. Like, dude, you're straight selfish. Or he could just be like LeBron, where... <laughs> where um, was it David Black called a play for somebody else? And LeBron was just like, fuck that. Give me the ball. Well, it was David Black. I mean... Yeah, the other one was sure. Phil Jackson. You're not taking the whiteboard from Phil Jackson, but David Black. Who, who are yeah. you, dude? Also, Phil Jackson, who who just won three back to back championships, <laughs> like I know you like, but again, I think that I feel like that's the Michael effect because like before Phil won with other people, we all just kind of assumed he was winning because of Michael. Like I get the argument for Kyrie in this case. Yeah, Phil, Phil, Phil Jackson did have has not actually won without at least two Hall of Famers on the team. Well, that's okay. Yeah, because, I mean, by default, do you think it's the Hall of Famers that's that's winning, or, or do you think it's him? Because there's other teams with Hall of Fame players on their team. And the Who coaches, aren't winning. Right, and the coach is still managing to find ways to keep them from winning. With, with excellent coaching, by the way, because Jerry Sloan, John Stockton, and Carl Malone want to have a word with you. Yeah, right? <laughs> Not to mention fucking, uh, what's his name? Is it Tom Janovich? Who played for the, uh, who was the coach? For the, yeah, Rudy Tom Janovich would like to talk to you. 
Um, and uh, oh, who was old dude for the Suns who had uh, Charles Barkley and Kevin Johnson? Uh, the uh, Dan, not D'Antonio. Was it, Is it Danny? I keep no. on saying it's Danny Ainge, but it's not Danny Ainge. He was playing with him. Damn, oh, I can't remember that dude's name, but it was uh, he had Charles Barkley, Kevin Johnson, and Danny Ainge on his team. Not Danny, Dan Marley. Thunder yeah, Dan. Dan Marley. That's right. Who was that? That's still a, a great name. Is 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 Kevin is Kevin Johnson a Hall of Famer? He's a Hall I of Famer. So. Uh, he is. I forgot about. And he's the principal or he's oh, the Kevin owner Johnson. of the of my kid's school. Is he really? Yes. Like for real? Yes. It's, he used to wait, show up at the school, school? and holler at mayor high school. He used to he used to show up at the school and holler at seniors. He was the 55th mayor of Sacramento. How do you own a school? Because it's a charter school. Oh, okay. Yeah, he used to just show up and holler at seniors randomly. Oh, well, here, and there goes the controversy. High school investigation in 2008. It really wasn't. Not until Dad's been said something about it. We have been talking about it for years because he had that, uh, the, girl that he assaulted in Phoenix that no one ever talked about because everybody loves Kevin Johnson out here. But, yeah, dude is... I mean, obviously you love him. I mean, he's well, no. the mayor. His, uh, his... Loving somebody doesn't make them the mayor. just means that yeah. uh, people who don't think like you voted. Yeah, also, if you have enough money and, like, you think about how many votes he would get just for being Kevin Johnson. Because he's from Sacramento, right? Yep, and I mean, he had just watched Arnold win. <laughs> right, and think about how many votes he was going to get for just being Kevin Johnson. Like well, Arnold did the smart, the smart thing. He married a Kennedy. Yeah, but again, name recognition, I think, plays a large part for that. Bro, like, if in, that's in what, the, that's where the, the Kennedy uh, part came in. The election, <laughs> yeah. No, in the election when Arnold Schwarzenegger won, as a, Cal, as a lifelong Californian, I can tell you, in the election that he won, he was going up against a dude from... Uh, What's what's Arnold's name? Uh, not Dip good times. Different strokes. Different he was going up against Larry Flint. He was going oh, up yeah. against Mary Mary Carey, uh, the the um the porn star. Yep. It was just, <laughs> it was just a, a cavalcade like people, of right? celebrities. Trying it was like twenty six to... people. Majority of them were celebrities, and they were all running for governor. And from what I understand, like uh, it it's basically just divided the vote so badly that uh, it really did fall down to. Who do we recognize more than anyone else? Exactly. And meanwhile, the actual uh, politicians, politicians who wanted to help are just like, I don't want any part of this. And y'all are like sitting back like, how did Donald Trump get elected? And folks in California are like, we've seen this before. Twice. Well, I mean, like, it makes sense, though, because when you really think about it, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, like I said, name recognition. So you are going to have people who will vote. Who haven't paid attention to any of the the politics, haven't paid attention to any of the debates, haven't really been following any of it, who look and say, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I know who that is. Yeah, I like him. Kevin Johnson. Oh, yeah, I like him. Like with Charles Barkley. And that's how people ended up getting getting voted. voted Because people don't pay attention to policies. They don't pay attention to platforms. They just vote on name recognition. Mm -hmm. Even uh, even, um, Eddie Murphy did a very terrible movie about it. Was that Bowfinger? Was it Meet Dave? No. I liked Bowfinger. No, I was just the distinguished <laughs> gentleman. I like that you defended Bowfinger. I liked Bowfinger. I the hated I, the fuck out of that movie. I, I still like, love I that you're it. defending it. 
I I'm, hate not, it I'm so just much. saying I liked Bowfinger and I don't I, I know why. I know why I like Bowfinger. Because it was a bunch of great actors doing a horrible job on a script that seemed like it was written by my cousin. Yeah. So to see these actors have to play horribly like this meta role, I just thought that was fascinating. Yeah, that is actually pretty interesting. I'll I'll give you that. And, I mean, honestly, that that part about him running across the freeway still makes me laugh. I cry over and over again. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, man, you did that great. Now, if you could only do it two more times so we can get the shot. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is actually really funny. So, people don't like Bowfinger. I'm okay with that. I just look at it for what it is. It's a meta show about a horrible script. And when you hear the script, it sounds like it's a horrible <coughs> script. Like, it seems like somebody was like, dude, let's make the worst script we can make and then ask Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy to act poorly in it. I bet they all had the time of their lives. I honestly feel that Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy were excited about working with one another, and then they met each other, and they were like, ooh, I don't like this dude. No, they used to work together at uh, Saturday Night Live. Were they both on SNL at the same time? Mm Mm-hmm. I could have sworn uh, Eddie Murphy was gone before Steve Martin got there. No. Steve Martin on SNL? Yeah, I thought they did. Mm -hmm. Gar, you want to do that? I can't. I'm looking at it now. I mean, I I look it up, but for some reason my keystrokes show up on the show. Like I have yeah, a really hard. Your mic. No, it it's not. I just have really hard, a really hard keyboard. Maybe maybe your fingers get too much work. They probably do. Giggle. <laughs> <laughs> I should be ashamed of myself. Um, he was on SNL in the seventies, but I think Eddie Murphy was only on SNL for like a year. Still, that's still a year of working with that nigga. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think he was there. Eddie Murphy, I don't, I don't, I think he came in after Eddie Murphy was on SNL. Oh no, I'm sorry. So Eddie Murphy was in SNL for four years. I part, pardon me, 1980 to 1984. Steve Martin was on SNL. Uh, so they weren't at the same time. They were at the same time. Steve Martin was on SNL from like, was it in the 70s? So like he left in 78, I think. Hmm. I mean, but so they're still alumni. I'm sure that they. Yeah. You know. Damn, he left. He left that shit before I was born. Shit. Yeah, I, I think he like actually left pretty early. Like, I mean, SNL got started and wasn't doing well. Like when it first started, no one knew what to make of it because it wasn't really a variety show. It wasn't really. It was just kind of like sketches, and they did all these cold opens, and no one knew like was like in the cold opens at the time. No one knew there was an SNL cold open, so people thought it was actually stuff happening. It was weird. Uh, apparently, the first year of SNL was really rough. What you gonna do with that big fat butt? Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. So, like, what's the worst movie that you're willing to acknowledge is bad, but you actually love? Um, the people under the stairs. Yeah, he's he's good about that one. Okay. What about you? I would have to take a moment to really think about it. I've seen a lot of bad movies. I have two, and I'm thinking about it right now. Battlefield Earth. I want to do a top five, so I'm going to go for top five for uh, bad movies. Movies that I, that everyone else, that I, no, movies that I will acknowledge are bad, but I still enjoy. Like, for instance, Stealth. I acknowledge that Stealth is not a good movie. I realize it doesn't make sense, <clears throat> and I think Deep Blue Sea falls in this as well. I realize it doesn't make uh, sense. Is, I mean... Deep Blue Sea is just entertaining. Is, is it really that bad, though? 
Like comparatively, like is it is, is Deep Blue Sea really that bad? Yes, because I've seen <laughs> horrible, horrible, no good, very bad movies that that I know okay. are terrible. So, so here's here's the thing: I know that it's not a good movie. So there are technical errors all throughout it. There's legitimate problems with the story, with the plot. The acting's not fantastic. There are some really good performances by various actors, but it's also like really shitty CGI sharks. Overall, though, it is a lot of fun to watch. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I know it's not good, and I can point out what's wrong with it, but it's a lot of fun to watch. I think, like, Face Off and Con Air fall into that for me as well. They're movies that are fun to watch, but I think, like, even with Face Off, if you go back and watch it, and just really watch it, you should walk away with, like, 20 questions. Like, just easily, like, okay, so how come they didn't like attach any of the faces to the muscles? How can he smile? How are they doing the whole thing with the size? How, like, how did his wife have sex with him and not recognize that that wasn't his dick? True. Like, it's all like, and that's what I'm saying. If you go back and watch it, if you watch it without like, like, I just want to be entertained. It does that. You are, it is entertaining from start to finish. It is a thrill ride. But if you go back and you watch it, like, I want this to make sense. <laughs> it's, you're not gonna make it. Alright, I got I got four. Um So people on the stairs, and I agree with you on people on the stairs. I think it's one of those movies that when I see it and I ask questions, I have a hard time with it. I got people under the stairs, I got drop dead Fred, I got Battlefield Earth. Really? Mm-hmm. You like Battlefield Earth? Yes. Like, like you, you kind of sort of enjoyed it, or like you would watch it right now? Like, I would watch it right now. I own it. What? Yes. Have you told us this before? And I just don't. I don't. No, know he's, he's said it before. We've had. It's, a whole it's, a, it's been a long. It. It's been a very long time. Um. You want to summarize real quick what you like about it? <laughs> I'm confused. I've seen it recently and I did not care for it. It makes me feel ill. Like, I feel nauseous watching that movie. Um, I'm looking at other bad movies. Um, Masters of the Universe might make the list. Okay. I'm not mad about that one. It was, is, if it's not, if it's not five, it's like right there. I remember Masters of the Universe Uh, as a kid and liking it. So, I haven't seen it as an adult though. The fact they pulled out uh, that synthesizer to save the world, dog, was so fetch. I'm looking. I'm <laughs> looking at a list. Trying to make fetch happen. It's never <laughs> gonna happen. Oh, you know what? I'm looking at a list of like the world, the worst movies of all, all time, and I'm just okay. going through, and I'm like, I kind of like that, that movie. Before you touch that list, uh, I'm gonna throw a couple more in mine so I can fill up to five. And also, Rashani hasn't named any, so I'm just gonna add. So I, I said, um, Face Off, Con Air. Uh, what was the other one? Fucking, I would put the Rock in there. The Rock does not belong in this. It does not belong in this list. That's true. The Rock is a. It's it's I'm okay. So it's not bad. So I, I won't put it. Let's go Deep Blue then. So uh, Con Air, the uh, Deep Blue, um, Face Off. I'm gonna go Miami Connection because I don't think a lot of you have seen that. And if you haven't, you should totally see Miami Connection. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm looking at this list and. Wiz made this list. That can't be. No. No, it should, dog. Be serious. 
It's not a good movie. But it's, it's the production watch. value was bad. It's, it's yeah. yeah, but it's a it's a with, with it was a stop scar with with it was a musical actors. that they it with, was it was a musical that they tried to make into a movie. Like, no scar, but when you okay. look at it from the construct now, it is a bad movie with poor production where a bunch of people who can't act but can sing got put in the lead actor roles. Also, Scar, I want to point out in your own description of it, you said they tried to make a movie. <laughs> I feel like that that answers all of your questions, right? They tried to make a movie. We're not saying they didn't try. We're saying they didn't succeed. <laughs> they tried. They tried real hard. And I'm I'm not saying it's bad as in I would not watch it. I watch The Wiz right now. But I watch it despite the fact that it's not good. Now, I haven't watched it in a very long time, but I remember being young and actually liking this movie, Biodome. A lot of these, you should have seen them recently because it makes a yeah. huge difference having, like, and I mean, like, like in your 30s, not like, oh, yeah, I saw it in my 20s. I mean, like, in the last four to five years, you should have seen it because it makes a huge difference <laughs> in, like, your thought process towards it. I think my fifth um, is the, uh, I, I really do think my fifth is going to be uh, Last Dragon. Hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be the last dragon. I think we. I think I think, I think the last dragon is like it seems. It seems like the the terribleness of it is intentional. Right, but it's and I, okay. I'll say this: when you watch the last dragon, there is a dude wearing a Japanese flag, shoulder pads from a football costume, shutter shades, and he wants to be the shogunate of New York. That's not even the A plot of the movie. That's like the C plot. That's literally the C plot of that movie. There's a dude dressed like uh, Kung Fu Santa Claus. There's Ernie Reyes who beats up Kung Fu Santa Claus. There's an audition for murderers and rapists where one guy brings, where they bring resumes of who they've murdered and raped. Um, I could go on. And and one person eats his. Yep. Uh, there is. Oh, I could, there's one. There's a girl who's wearing literal headlights where her boobs are as she makes the metaphor of headlights. So they took a <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> they took a metaphor and they're like, this isn't going to sink. We need to make this more literal. Bring me some reflectors for her boobs. That movie is wild. And I'm sorry. I get what you're saying. Like they purposely were like, you know what? Throw all the rules out. <laughs> like, you can't do that on the, in a movie? Yes, you can. That's what we're doing. Today it's a movie. Today's word is yes, you can. That's how the movie got made. But it's it's so much fun to watch. And, but it's not good. And I don't think anyone can make an argument that it is. Intentional or not, it's definitely, they were like, we're going to make this as bad as possible. And it's going to be entertaining. Okay. I, I can see that. I'm still waiting to hear Rashani's. Oh, I was waiting for y'all to stop talking. Oh, let's go. I'm done. So, what do you got? Um, mine are all controversial, but I yes. don't care. Prepare to defend them because I am going to make fun of you unless I agree with you. In which case, I will make fun of Scar for trying to make fun of them. Okay, I have six so far, and I'm sure that it will be seven. Actually, seven, just to be safe. Uh, Transformers the movie. I'm in. Safe. Yeah, I like that. It was it was fun. It was it, it it was exactly what I wanted. It was my childhood. It wasn't great as far as a movie, but it was fun. And the nigga robot breakdance to to turn back into a robot, like he yeah, was, was breakdancing. Like no, a nigga, I'm, he I'm, break- talk, I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the cartoon. Fuck the movie. Oh, oh. 
now we're in controversy. I haven't seen that yeah. in a long enough time. I haven't seen it long enough. So like, I, I was like 12 when I saw that last. Yeah. I'm... Wait, K- Kiss the Girls is on this list? Yeah. That sounds right. <laughs> really? Uh, again, you should read some. You should go watch some of these. Kiss the Girls is. I think it's polarizing would be the way I would put it. But anyway, Roshani's giving this list. So what's your next one, Roshani? Uh, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. Never seen it. I, seen I have. Okay. That. No, no. I have seen it. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. So it's terrible. It is a terrible, <laughs> terrible movie. <laughs> but it's so much fun to watch. I 100% agree with you. The it fact is... that Hansel and Gretel, they're witch Our hunting. And they're doing karate. <laughs> and they're grown. Hansel and Gretel what? grown. They fall for Candy House's grown people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the, the craft is on this list See, and, was and, it really that bad and so these are movies that <laughs> some of these movies are movies that Gogo and I saw together and so every so often we'll just sit down and watch them again together oh, Hansel so, Gretel one is good I, I give you props for that one That's is it still on Netflix it is I oh, think. if so not good. I have it on Blu-ray it's so good I honestly I watched it twice on Netflix, and I, both times I loved it. I was like, you know what? The, after I watched it the first time, I was like, we're going to watch this again. And I mean, <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, there's really good actors in it. Like, Jeremy Renner's in <laughs> <No>. it. <laughs> and uh, Jim Arterson is in it, and there's really good actors all the way through. It's just such an absurd story. It's It's... And, like, I like the fact that the witches are, like, actively, like, the witches are actively a cult trying to take over the world. It's not just, we want to eat someone. They're like, no, we're just, we're just trying to take over the world. It's like, wait, what? Um, next movie, Snakes on a Plane. 100% yes. Yeah, but, Um, like, is it, I mean, it seems like that was the point. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it it seems seems like it was intentional. You said Battlefield Earth. Yeah, like I get what you're saying about it being intentional, but just because they intentionally went for like camp and badness does not mean that it's still not bad. See both intentionally things. being bad, yeah, intentionally being bad does not negate the fact that it's still bad. Sarcastic or not, it's still bad. Like Black Dynamite would fall on this list for me too if we're going to go that route, because yeah, it was intentionally bad, but it was I still. Know Mike. I know, Mike. I will say this though, I don't put Black Dynamite on this list because. Of that very reason, so maybe you're right, because I I don't list it because it is intentionally meant to be a parody of black exploitation. So, so how Suicide about Kings. this? I haven't seen it. Oh, you need to it's see it. It's Kings. been a very long time. I remember liking it at the time. Back when I'll, Dennis I'll Leary was uh, at his asshole peak and Christopher Walken was sucking up oh. the scenery and great. Oh, we're gonna do that then. Let's talk about uh, Demolition Man. If we're going Dennis Leary. Yes. It wasn't not quite the same peak, but yeah. Yeah, like Dennis Leary. I I, I liked him in Demolition Man. I remember Dennis Leary is an actor who plays the same role everywhere he goes. Yeah, he plays Dennis Leary everywhere he goes. Mm -hmm. Yes. He plays Dennis Leary. He's new Steve Martin. Steve Martin plays Steve Martin in everything. Or old Kevin Hart. Or new Kevin Hart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Blood and Bone. Okay. I don't know that one. That's the one with uh, Michael Jai White, right? Michael Jai White's karate movie. The one yeah. where he was an MMA fighter fighting in fight clubs, and he beat so, up Kimbo Slice in the first scene. 
And there's Blood and Bone 2, by the way. There are. There there's is? another one. There's a Blood and Bone 2. Is yeah, there's Jai White in it? No. Oh. <laughs> Netflix does have a sequel, but he's not in it. Oh, I oh, think. and and the other important part of Blood and Bone is Michael Jai White's best friend is fucking Rufio. <laughs> Rufio. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about Never Back Down 2. There's a Never Back Down 2. <laughs> His best friend is no. Rufio. From Why Blood. did they make he's Never, Never Back, Back Down, down 2? Never Back Down is, like, the dumbest fucking thing ever. How the fuck did you let them goat you into getting your ass whooped? Because you knew better. You knew better, and you just couldn't let it go. And then you got your ass whooped. And, and, and that whole movie is, like, you should be smarter than this. That should be the name of the fucking movie. You should be smarter than this. So I, I agree with you on Blood and Bone. I think that is a fun movie to watch just because Michael Jai White is phenomenal. Like he's, I think he's low key one of the better action stars, like black action stars that we've had that I don't think has gotten a chance to really shine. And I don't, I don't know about, so I never back down. I think I've already mentioned, like, I don't think I ever finished it. I think I started watching it and I was like, oh, okay. I'm not going to finish this. So I remember I was in Korea when we talked about this. Okay, I got one that's on this no, list, stop. and I'm, I need, I need no. clarification on whether it should be on this list. Now, it's way down the list. It's so like you mean all of the, so you mean like all the other movies you've mentioned? 400, no, this one needs clarification. It's, on, it's number 463. I'm, I'm that far down this list. Harlem Nights. Yeah, it's a bad movie. It's really good, but it's a bad movie. Think about Okay, put, put it like this. So here's why I would call it bad. The thing that makes it bad is in the script. It is the, the story itself is like if you think about their plan, it seems very clever to like basically like, you know, cash out and leave. But there's so much about that plan where people should have just been like, oh, how about if we just do this thing that makes more sense? Yeah. And then they would, would have been fucked. Mm-hmm. There's so much of that plan that required just sheer goddamn luck. And don't get me wrong, that's kind of what makes a good movie is that like you you it makes you just suspend your disbelief where you don't ask those questions because you want the characters to succeed, you want to see how the story ends, and that's why it's a bad movie that's really good. But yeah, the badness is in the script for that. I one. have I have one to add to my five. I, I think okay. I got it. Can I at least say my five? Yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of waiting for Rashad to get through his five. I was kind of cutting in the J on his you're five. So yeah. You being rude. Yes, nigga. Yes, nigga. I'll hang up on you. No, no okay, okay. Let, 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 let Rashad get his five out. I have that power. Let Rashad get his five out before we. Before no, we hang up on me. I can go do something else. I'm just hang up. Like hang up, dog. Quick, quick plan. Let him get his five out. Bye. So I'm never one to be threatened. Um, you act like I couldn't just call back and interrupt you. You again. act like I wasn't gonna hang up on you when you said hang up on me. What, nigga? What? Come on now. It, it don't make no difference when I could just press the button and call right back. That's why I hung up on you. <laughs> oh, that's why I said. <laughs> All right, do me a five. I'll let you run. Uh, no, Actually, he's got like two left. Both y'all, he's got like two or three left. Focus on it because y'all gonna have some arguments. So the one All that I don't think there's gonna be arguments on is Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, not my favorite Nick Cage movie, but I'm willing to let it slide so we can get through hey, this. Yeah, it's, nah, it's Conner's the goat, but yeah. 
Um, no, uh, Con Air, Face Off. Face um, Off. Oh, my God. Face, face off, off is so, like, it, it is so great, but at the same time, <laughs> it is just them chewing the carpet. <laughs> oh, no. Face Off, my favorite scene in Face Off is when he wakes up and he sees he doesn't have a face. And then for whatever reason, when they had John Travolta leave, they left John Travolta's face in, like, a Petri dish where he can see it. <laughs> like, my favorite part room. was where he in was the room smoking, with them. My favorite part was where he was smoking a cigarette with no face. <laughs> I just love he, how he, he, he wakes up. up. He wakes up and is like, ah, where's my face? Looks over and sees John Travolta's face and immediately places what happened and was like, you, put that on me. <laughs> I'm just a janitor, dog. I, I, it's I don't care. And then when he put it on him, he just put it on like a mask. He Dude, was like, okay. And, and, and if I remember correctly, like, he had been, Nick Cage had been in a coma for like a year. No, no, he was only under for like, like, like I, I saw this recently. I know this because I, I rewound it and me and my girlfriend laughed at this for a solid 15 minutes because we had to pause it. He was under for a total of maybe five hours. No, <laughs> it was like, no, no. Remember, they were like, they were like, he's in a coma, and they put the cigarette out on his skin and all that. All right, that's what I'm saying. Like, he wasn't in that coma very long. So the oh, explosion right. happens. He, the explosion happens. He goes in the coma. They're like, we got to do the face-off surgery. They immediately go to the face-off surgery. They don't get anyone to sign off on it. They don't get a warrant. They don't because remember, it's all clandestine. And it's all the. Time is the essence, right? Right. It's all clandestine. It's all like we got to do it. We got to move, and then they do it, and then he immediately wakes up. So he was under for like maybe a hot, maybe a day, maybe two. He was his his brother had just got in jail. Remember, his brother hadn't been in jail and established. He'd been in jail for like maybe a day or two, and then he showed up, and he was like, "What are you doing here?" I'm telling you, man, <laughs> it was a hot five hours. It was like they did it so quick. And then they did it so quickly they didn't even they didn't put the face away of John Travolta. It's like, hey man, put it in the refrigerator or something, dude. I'm gonna need that I'm later. Just, like, I'm not gonna be Nick Cage forever. I really need you guys to like put my face someplace where it's gonna be safe. And I, just for fun, if you ever get a chance, go back and watch this. Uh, look at their explanation of how the voices were the same. Essentially, they were like, we we're gonna put a microchip into your voice box. Right. That doesn't do anything. That literally does nothing. That's not going to change your voice. It's a microchip. So you just basically put silicon into someone's voice box. That move is fantastic. It is. <laughs> it is. I like that 60 seconds. And I really, the only thing I, I think I dislike about it is that his, his relationship with his daughter always felt creepy to me and gone to 60 seconds. And I think it's because of Nick Cage. You know what I mean? His relationship with his daughter? No, like in Gone in 60 Seconds, it's, he's with his daughter, right? Am I thinking about the same movie where it's no, him and not. his daughter? There's no daughter. In Gone in 60 Seconds, it's him and his brother. Uh, his brother is going to get killed if he doesn't steal uh, 60 cars. It's his daughter involved in a night. There was no daughter. No daughter existed. There was no, I don't think there was, was no him daughter and Angelica Jolie, but there was no daughter. I thought she was his daughter. Well, then maybe that's why I don't like it. I thought Angelica? that was his daughter. Yeah, it was Angelica Jolie playing the blonde hair. Uh, are you sure? Like, sure it was Angelica? Are, are y'all, sure. it's on my list. Are y'all asking me this? No, I'm saying I, her I, name I, is Angelina. I feel like I should be able to mess up five white names a month. Okay. As many times as white people mess up my middle name. Is it is it Rashini? 
Russian-y? True. My actual name gets messed up on a regular basis, which is why I just go by J. Exactly. And the number one bad movie that I love that everybody else hates, and I will not be taking any questions, the new Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I won't be taking any questions. <clears throat> okay, no, I don't have any questions. These are all statements. Okay. First, I sort of get it. It's updated. It's really creative. It's playful. It's fun. You have kids. I assume like you could watch that with your kids and not worry about them having nightmares later. I get it. I think the problem why I think the reason why everyone dislikes that film is twofold. I think Johnny Depp made some very real choices and I don't think they all worked for him. And the other reason I think is the other one was so beloved and that came out right about the time that Gene Wilder passed, right? No. Or no, Gene Wilder was still alive. I think the other one was just too beloved. Like people loved the first Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Which, by the way, has nothing to do with the book. The first one just went off on its own. Yeah, completely. They bought, like, this one was a little bit more to the book, I suppose. Mm hmm. And niggas who didn't read the book were like, the first one's more authentic. And I'm like, ah. I think the first one's just more entertaining. Ah. I still the, will say it's by my mind. The... the first one is Bill Wonka. And remember, I spoke about this on single simulcast, but the first one is literally Bill Wonka trying to murder kids. Yeah, basically. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a theory that it's, um, uh, Dante's Inferno. I like my theory much better, which is quite simply Bill Wonka is a mastermind genius who wanted to kill kids. Fair enough. Otherwise, nigga, you don't even like gum. Why you got gum sitting in front of a girl who likes gum, and then you say the only way out is to juice her? That means you about to stomp her out till she either gets skinny or she dies. I thought that was like a big vice they were going to put her in and they would just squeeze her until like she all got of her fluids. Or she died. Until her fluids left her body is what I what, thought. What are, what are her fluids? Like she's not a real, she's not a real berry. What are her fluids? <laughs> it's just blood. It's just blood just, and pus. We're just squeezing blood out of her. We're just going to squeeze like, enough blood out of her for her to be safe. Like why is the, why is the blueberry juice red? Why are you, why are you worried about it? Look at the, look at the Oompa Loompas. They're singing. Oompa Loompa. Your daughter is dead. We just squeezed all the juice out of her head. <laughs> Here is your daughter. Go fuck you. And what? and and you. Look, here's here's how I know I'm an artist, at least a, a, an amateur artist. I would be like, shouldn't it be purple when they squeeze it up? That's what I was thinking. And he has a TV room. He says he hates TV, but he has a TV room. And in the TV room, he leaves this kid completely unsupervised okay okay I, I get what you're saying about how he hates things but remember he is a chocolatier and he makes things that people are uh find wondrous and he sells so while he may not like television Have you ever i would imagine of a factory the kids that he sells stuff to likes television so he's exploring how can i Have make money off a tour of this of a factory ever of, of a factory before of a factory yeah you're taking a tour of a factory yeah, his, I, his, I toured his the uh, Jack Daniels factory. And and when you toured the Jack Daniels factory, how much stuff did they let you actually interact with? Uh, at the Jack Daniels factory. Mm-hmm. 
we got to smell um smell. like malt. Uh-huh. So we got smell. to smell malt. Uh-huh. So we were like, oh, this this did, smells malt. Did you get malty. to touch the machinery? Uh, I did not. Did anybody? Uh, the people who were with our group actually obeyed the rules, but I mean, we could have touched them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but you have you have a you have a, a tour full of like nine and ten year olds. Okay, so and this is unfair. This is unfair. I, none of the people in my group touched the machinery because we saw the Willy Wonka movies and read the book and we know what happened. <laughs> so of course we didn't. I feel like like of course we have the knowledge of what happened. These little kids haven't seen Willy Wonka and the Chalky Factory. They don't know what's gonna happen. And also, also fuck their parents for being so calm about watching Mike TV literally disintegrate. Oh, just watching their children in general just disintegrate. But their parents again in the original movie. I think in the first movie, their parents actually love their kids and like, no, we want our children. In the original movie, the parents were like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, is she dead? Oh. oh, we can start over. We can start over. We can start over. <laughs> I've been thinking about really just putting that part of that single simulcast out as its own thing because I keep seeing all of these things floating up now about uh, Willy Wonka. And I'm like, dude, I did that back in like 2012. <laughs> yeah he's just straight killing kids he's murdering kids like bill where the fuck is my kid at fuck you buddy like oh man every kid that came through there <sighs> honestly if you just took the music and made it dark <laughs> like i think someone did this on youtube where like they added dark music behind stuff he was saying to the children and it's it's terrifying <laughs> it's it is truly terrifying like, hey, hey, Bill, Bill, homie, uh, where's that, where's that tube right there go to? The one that my son is literally suffocating in. Uh, it goes to the fudge machine? Uh, what do you mean the fudge machine? Yeah, that's where they chop up the fudge. So my son's about to get pulled into a place and get all chopped up, huh? It either goes there or it goes to the garbage chute. One or the other? Hey, that that tube right there that my daughter just fell down, Bill. Where'd that go to? It either goes to the trash room or it goes to the incinerator. I'm not sure. It's Thursday. Good luck. I know we're not trying to get devolved into YouTube, but that is someone who had that same thought as you, who cut a minute 24 trailer of Willy Wonka as a horror movie. And it is spot on. See, now I gotta go find my Bill Wonka. I'm gonna I'm gonna post my Bill Wonka stuff up. You should. This this is spot on though. Like it literally is like <laughs> like if you and it's all footage from the original movie. Which is all with, creepy. With just scary music, and it's like, oh god. At least the at least the newer movie wasn't like over the top just creep value at ninety. Like I don't know why, but a lot of the movies from the seventies were just creepy for no reason. Like the Raptor well, think, movies or movies about killer movies... ants. Those movies weren't – even this movie I don't think was made for children. Like I don't think this was a movie that uh, – or even if it was, like it, it was a different mentality towards children then. So like now we want children to be happy and healthy and we don't like want to terrify them about the world. I think then they're like, yeah, you motherfuckers. If you don't grow up to be better human beings, you're going to fucking die. I think that's what that movie's supposed to be, and I don't think we're into that as parenting methods anymore. Yeah, no. Back in the seventies, they really didn't even know their kids existed. Yeah, like just like if you if you watch that show, which is one of my favorites, Dow F for Family. Yeah. Like they 
didn't know their kids existed in this world. Oh, especially second season. Second yeah. season, they are lost in their in their own little world. And they have no clue what's going on with their kids. Very much so. Like the first season is kind of like, oh, it's kind of playful. The second season, it's egregious. <laughs> it's negligence. <laughs> And it's just like, that's how, <clears throat> even when you ask your parents, yo, what were the 70s like? Oh, you know, we had to be back. That's where the streetlights rule came from, the 70s. Yeah. Not stay where I can see you so you don't get kidnapped. Just get your ass back home in time to eat dinner. The 60s, they were too doped out to care. And the 70s, they were getting sober and wanted to act like they minded. So uh, be back before the streetlights come on. Can you do that for me, champ? Can you do that for me, slugger? Huh? Huh, pal? Dad, the cocaine is still underneath your nose. Oh. Uh, sundown. Streetlights. Streetlights. Yeah, streetlights. Go. Get out. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that is probably where most of the parenting from the 70s came from. It was all cocaine fuel. Scar is sitting back on his last, <laughs> uh, on his last movie. So go ahead. Scar. No, no. I, I know. I redid my list. I have an official five. Oh, no. Oh, wait. What got dropped? I'm I'm gonna do it five to one. Uh, number num, uh, number five, the one. You Wait, mean the the, the Jet, Jet Lee? Lee movie where he fights himself over and over again? Yes. Yeah, that movie was pretty the, awesome. You mean the Jet Lee movie where they tried to save money by just not hiring another actor? <laughs> They're like, oh, he's supposed to fight someone else. We can't get anyone else. Let's just he's have like, Jet. We, we, we spent all this money on Jet Li and Jason Statham, so... That movie yeah. is literally what happens when somebody picked Ryu in Street Fighter, and then the person came up after them and picked Ryu as well. Nigga, you know I'm Ryu. They're can right. like the stereo and they tried to play it off. And they tried to play it off like, oh, they, they're different from each other because they use two different fighting styles. Fuck out of here. It's still Jet Li, damn it. Yeah. Okay. So that's number five. Four is Battlefield Earth. Uh, three, Pootie Tang. Mm, you can have it. Yeah. I love, I love Pootie Tang. Fuck I've but on the other hand, uh, again, rest in peace to Reggie Cathy. Just, I'm still watching him on uh, Luke Cage season two, and he is incredible. Pretty yes. great 30D. I will also say this. I don't know if it's a consideration for you, but I will point this out. Uh, Pootie Tang was written and directed <laughs> by Louis C.K. Yes, it was. Yes. So if it makes a difference to you, let that sink in. If it doesn't, let's move on. It doesn't. Uh, number two, Drop Dead Fred. Yeah, I don't, I don't support that. Mm. I, I've, I've always loved Drop Dead, Drop Dead Fred. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, it's I, a I whole it. thing. I get it, but I, I just don't support it. I, I don't. I don't think I don't enjoy it. I know it's a bad movie, but I've always that's loved the it. Point. That's what I'm saying. That's the point. That's but again, guy. this is I don't enjoy it. But yeah, what's that's number two? That's number two. Okay. Number one, I would debate it being on this list, but the people under the stairs. No. Where are the people I, under I the stairs the at? I dropped the people under the stairs. Wait, it, you it, can't. That's the one movie you always talk about. Well, I do. More, I do. But we had to change. do a five. We had to do a five. And because this was on that list, I have to put it. It's number one. It's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. A long kiss, good night. Wait, what's that? That's the Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Julia Roberts movie? Gina Davis. Gina I Davis. Think. Okay. Is that the one where she's like a spy? Yes. I always get those two white ones like mixed re- up. It's the remake of uh, La Femme Nikita, right? Or no? No. No. It's just her being a, a troubled white woman spy, 
No, I think this is a remake of of La Femme Nikita, actually. Is it? Is or it? No, there, so there's Ameri- there is an American remake. I just can't remember what the name is. Maybe it's, maybe I it's not. That, I, thought that, I thought that was a TV show. Right. Well, La Femme Nikita was started off as a Luke Besson film in the 1980s. Uh, and then it became a TV show in the 90s starring Peter Wilson. And then it got rebooted as a TV show with uh, as Maggie Q in, ni- in 2016. But the original movie itself, I think, came out in 87. I don't. No, it's not. I don't. I don't see. I don't see any other any no, anyone not. saying that there was a connection. No, it's not. I'm thinking about a different movie with Bridget Wilson, uh, which oh. uh, I am thinking about. Point of No Return with Bridget Wilson or Bridget Fonda, pardon. So, Point of No Return is a remake of uh, La Femme Nikita. I'm sorry, I get that confused. Alone, just kiss goodbye. It just feels like La Femme Nikita, but it isn't. And I don't know. I think it's not my favorite Gina Davis movie. It's not my no, favorite. Because, Jackson uh, because A League of Their Own is here. I was going to say uh, Thelma Louise, actually. Thelma Louise is really good. Yeah, but if we're talking, if we're talking about like I always bad associate that, that Davis pain. done. Like it's not even my favorite bad movie that Samuel Jackson has done. But to be fair, he's done no, a lot of bad movies. Uh, no, that's Deep Blue Sea for me. All oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Got a lot of bad movies. He's, that's what I'm saying. He's done so many bad movies. I feel like. Oh wait, wait, wait! I do have to add one more, so that gives me seven. Uh, Menace to Society. Uh, I'll add Dead Presidents before I add Menace to Society. Well, I'm from the West Coast, so Menace to Dead Presidents yeah. wasn't that bad of a movie. It had good production value. It had good acting. I'm almost certain, though. Uh, it's. Menace, I remember correctly. Menace, the entire movie is played in a bunch of cutscenes. Here's what I'll say: every time to they finish up a, a scene, every time they finish up a, a, a plot or anything, not even a plot, just a scene, nigga, uh, KD will speak about it, and then it fades to black, and it goes to the next okay. scene. Here's what I will say to you: Which do you think is higher on Rotten Tomatoes? Because I just looked both up. Don't look them up. Which do you think is higher on Rotten Tomatoes? Menace to Society or Dead Presidents? I bet you it's Menace, and I'm sad. I love Menace, but I'm still sad. Menace to Society is a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. Dead Presidents is a 45. I think for me, it was because Dead Presidents had the whole Vietnam thing, and when you go to Vietnam, uh-huh. you have to give it a little bit more credence. I don't know. I just thought it was a, I thought, I didn't know people thought it was a bad movie. Um, so I enjoyed it and I still find it entertaining. Do I think it's a good movie? No. <laughs> it's entertaining. But I would qualify Minister Society as being good before I would. Like, I think of Minister Society as being a, a legitimately good movie. I don't Bruh, care for it. Go watch it. I don't it's, care for it. It's available on Netflix. I, just, I don't, I, I've seen it. I don't want to see it again. <laughs> I, I don't like it. Like it literally every single five every five minutes it fades to black. Even if they're not saying anything, so and so was cool. And and, and let's let's really break this down because I am I'm I'm a huge fan of Menace. We used to know word for word Menace and Friday. Those were the two. Old Dog was everybody's hero when we were young and dumb. And yeah. Um. Here was a scene by Kane who couldn't act at all. And he admitted he couldn't act. He doesn't even know how he got the role because he can't act. Old Dog was America's nightmare. 
young, black, and you know he just didn't give a fuck. Fade to black. <laughs> the I get what you're saying. Was, the cops was cool though. The essays was cool though. They dropped us off down the block where we just lay twitching and bleeding for a while. Fade to black. I feel you, but 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, bro. I don't get it. I love that movie, but I don't get it. Niggas got to be honest with themselves. I think that's just white folks trying to be down. What was in 93, first of all? So? White folks weren't trying to be down in 93. Yes, they were. Though all the reviews were from Michael 2008. was. Okay, so here's from 2001, a positive review from Peter Travers. Nothing the Hughes brothers have done in their videos for Tone Loke, Tupac Shakur, and others prepares you for the controlled intensity and maturity they bring to their stunning feature debut. Um, what? Fierce, violent, and searing in its observation, the film makes previous excursions seem like a stroll through the park. Leonard Clady. Gleek, brilliant, and unsparing, a full-scale vision of the madness that is tearing up the black inner city. Owen Gleiberman, not black. So nobody Don't wants this... to, no, nobody wants to talk about it fading to black like every three minutes, huh? Nobody, nobody <laughs> wants to mention that. Nobody at all. Like, how do you have a movie where it fades? Up? Look, this is nothing more than when people are like, you know what? I'm not even gonna play the video game. Okay, I'm gonna go okay, on YouTube okay. and I'm gonna watch the cutscenes. Menace to okay, Society okay. is the cutscenes of a black video game. Okay. Regrettably, the Hughes brothers' first feature is a compendium of cliches. I think that is not like hitting what you're saying. No, it's still not, Good. nigga. Try and watch. You could watch the opening scene of Menace Society where he no, shoots you. the where he shoots the the, the <laughs> store clerk and no, his wife you. and the store clerk's wife. Where he shoots the store clerks basically. Yeah. And it fades to black. This is how it was in California. You even live. I remember it fading to black on that too because he goes back and gets the uh, he walks in the back and grabs the tape and then like it. Fades and then to they black. run out the door and it fades to black. <laughs> When, okay, his, when his okay. cousin, when his cousin, when they jack his cousin's car and shoot him all up, it fades to black. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's a stylized thing. It that is feels not. like a small. That feels like a small. Like that feels like a, a stylized choice that they took. They were like, "Look, we're gonna fade to black on everything. We're not doing smash cuts. We're not doing whites. Look, <laughs> we're doing fades. Look, we're doing. We're doing. We, they should have done star wipes." <laughs> <laughs> They Could you imagine? The, they should have done the pan out, pan in. Like the, Could you the imagine Minister Society with a star wipe? Could you imagine Minister Society with a pixelation intro? Hey, get the tape. I star wipe. <laughs> oh, nigga, you need to hey, stop showing fuck. this tape to everybody. Okay, star wipe. Hey, fuck you, nigga. No, fuck you. Why don't you go fucking do something with your life, motherfucker? Star White. <laughs> Grandpa was always talking about that righteous shit. It didn't reach me, though. I just wanted to be out in the hood. Star White. <laughs> and I love Menace. I do. I have it on Blu-ray. Sitting right I... alongside two other horrible movies. Set it off. Oh, I love Set it off. Anybody? I'm going to throw that on my list. <laughs> I just, I, it doesn't make the top five though. But here's the thing: set it off. I don't want to throw it on my list because I have to admit that it's a bad movie, and I'm not ready to admit it for set it off yet. Set it off. I think it's the same thing for Friday. It's the same. There's a lot of movies I'm not ready to call bad. 
Like, you know what's funny? You know what's funny, Jay? The three disc Blu-ray that I have, or the three movie Blu-ray that I have, is Set It Off, Menace to <laughs> Society, and Friday. <laughs> it's like the Black Starter Pack. Yes. <laughs> First, you flick the DVD. <laughs> Yo, r- real talk. I'm not ready to admit Set It Off is bad yet. It's pretty bad. I'm not I'm ready. Not ready. I'm with you. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to admit that it's bad. And I think same thing for Friday. I would say Friday. I think Friday, if it hadn't become a cult classic for like all black people everywhere, if it hadn't become like Friday and I I think also half-baked, if they hadn't taken off within the black community, we'd be saying that they were horrible movies. I still think half-baked is a bad movie. I will not try to pretend like it's not, but I'm willing to admit that half-baked is I'm not ready to give it to Friday. And at 74% on Rotten Tomatoes, I don't think I have to. You just said Menace to Society had 82. I'm still going to I was, I was making the argument, however, that Menace to Society was a better movie than Dead Presidents. I, however, enjoyed Dead Presidents more. Everybody. I don't like watching Menace to Society. I cannot stand it. Like, Why not? I, if I, I can ask, if I may. I, I, I have tried to put my finger on it. Because, so, like... Because I thought maybe it was like kind of the violence and glorification of gangster lifestyle, but I enjoy Boys to Boys in the Hood. Though I think Boys in the Hood feels more like a cautionary tale. Minister Society feels like it's just like, yep, <laughs> like motherfuckers get shot. Like it's, I think it's it's less it's less cautionary and less apologetic for what's happening. And I think that's why I tend to care for Boys in the Hood more. Because Boys in the Hood feels apologetic. Like, this shouldn't be happening. We're sorry that it's happening, but this is what's happening. You should all feel bad about it. Minister Society just feels like... <laughs> I don't... It's just like, okay, so we're not going to apologize for any of this. We're not going to try to act it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not going to try to act any of this. Um, it's just... I think that's what it is. I think it just leaves me feeling gritty and raw and I don't walk away feeling like I learned anything or that anything's better or that my life has been improved. It's just like, yep, I saw Minister Society. Maybe I need to watch it again. I, I saw it when I was like 17 and I've seen Boys in the Hood since, since I've grown up. So maybe I need to watch like just, Minister just, Society as an adult. Just turn it on with Affy and while Affy watches it, just look just look for the cutscenes. Just look for the fade to black. <laughs> fade, fade black. So here's what's gonna happen. Like if, you can make I'm it a drinking game if you want to. Every time I fade to oh, black, I take a drink. You'll be drunk in like thirty minutes. Like, no, I don't wanna black out watching Minister Society. <laughs> the last thing I see is people robbing and shooting and I like black out and then now this is what's on my mind. No. <laughs> but no, I the, here's what I'll say. I am afraid to watch this now because of that very reason. I'm going to be watching it looking for, like... You don't have to look hard. I know, but every time it fades to black, it's it's going to drive me up the wall. It's going to happen all the time, dude. That's just like we were watching... Uh, oh, what the fuck were we watching last night? We were watching uh, Justice League last night because it debuted on HBO Now. And one of the things that like I kept going back to was the fact that, like... Batman pretty much doesn't need to be in any of this. I'm still like, and like they did this horrible job of like, well, they did a horrible job of, of handling all of the heroes, but I feel like Batman was the hero that I, they did the worst translation for. 
And the entire time I was watching that, I was just, it was just me ranting about how Batman is better than this. And also, why is he not dead right now? Look, that scene that everybody remembers from Menace to Society, the you know you done fucked up, don't you scene? Is that the scene everyone remembers? I remember the hamburger scene. The hamburger the scene. The hamburger scene also. Doesn't matter. Both of them fade to black. Both of them fade to black. (laughs) And every time, like, it's like right after some narration, he like says something. Exactly. That's the thing. His heavy handed horrible acting is the last thing you hear him doing as he moves to the next cutscene. And like he, and and it's like, now I had a car Mm -hmm. and I had had a double burger. You you know what? I got it. Oh my God. Why did it take me so long to realize this? Menace to Society is Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Yes. If it were shot by people who normally If it was music. done by humans. If, no, it's, it's Grand Theft Auto if it were shot by people who normally do music videos. Mm-hmm. That's why they kept fading to black, because they were going to the next video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all right, this video's over. We can What's we can our next out, mission? Right? What's our next mission? Our next mission is to get a hamburger. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Let's rob this guy. Now I had a hamburger. Fade to black. <laughs> <laughs> I want them Dayton's. I want that motherfucking system. And, and I, I want, want a double burger with, double cheese. with cheese. Nigga, why not just Nigga, have a double cheeseburger? Then I shot Yo. him. Now I had a double cheeseburger. <laughs> this was confusing to me. And it's always been confusing to me. Do people call double cheeseburgers double burgers with no, cheese? No, nigga, not even a in and out burger. Which, by the way, you're in Seattle. They have those out there. They have an In-N-Out in Seattle? They have one in Tacoma. I'm not driving to fucking Tacoma to go to In-N-Out. I think they have one in Tacoma. I have to really... Babe, when we were in Tacoma, did we go to In-N-Out Burger? Bruh, I'm not going to In-N-Out. I'm not going to uh, fucking Tacoma (laughs) to fucking In-N-Out. That's just not going to happen. They have it in Portland. And I'm sure as hell... Well, I might go to Portland. But... Yeah, man, that's all it is. It's a bunch of it's, it's Grand Theft Auto, and and even after the most important things that happen after he um after they kill his cousin Harold, and they ride down the street talking about how they're gonna get revenge. Him and Old Dog, and Old Dog's like, "Stop being a bitch, nigga. I'm gonna shoot everybody out there. I don't give a fuck." And then MC8, who's in this movie because why, says both y'all niggas shut also, the fuck up. Also in San Andreas. Yes, right. <laughs> This is probably his, probably, his role. He probably showed this to them to get into San Andreas. Like I can do this. Um, yeah, he's just reprising his role from there's, there's somebody. There's somebody who does a series of uh, videos about San Andreas about how they must have switched Ryder to be a bad guy at the last minute because Ryder being a bad guy doesn't make any sense. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's it's a series of like four 15 minute videos about how Ryder uh, must have been switched at the last minute because well, okay. the, the very beginning of the game makes no sense if Ryder's the bad guy. But if you take, if you do that with almost all of the, the, uh, well, almost all of the, the San Andreas, well, not San Andreas, but uh, Grand Theft Auto games, like almost all of the bad guys kind of don't make sense as bad guys. Like Lance from Vice City. Did you really feel like Lance had any like motives to like portray you? Like what? What was Lance's motivation? I know that, but I didn't play much Vice City. So I played Vice City, and I guess spoiler alert for people who did, because that is the end scene. 
it's like the end part of the game. But like uh, in Spice City, you have Lance Vance, uh, who is uh, like he, if you play it all the way through, he like he starts off yeah, like investigating his brother's Vance death. Dance. Yeah, the Lance Vance dance. But he starts off doing investigate his brother's death. Uh, you team up and start like take over the town together, and then he goes rogue and turns against you and tries to kill you at the end. And like, there's no motivation for him to do that. Like they like they kind of like try to make it look like what? he's just strung out on coke. And he's jealous of all the success you got. But like even then, it's it, his your success is his success. That's yes, what it makes is, it and that's make what sense. you keep telling him. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. He's like, like, well, you got all this money and you make all the shots. Like, no, we call the shots together. We did this together. And the only reason I'm making decisions is because you're coked out every time I see you. But, I mean, it, it's just... I have, I have that felt, game on PC, it, I think. I have that game on my I phone. everywhere. I, yeah, think, I, have, I've, I think I bought it. I think I bought it on... Amazon's store a long time ago, and then I don't use it. The Amazon's app store. I yeah. think it's like one of. I think it may be my favorite Grand Theft Auto game overall. It is the one that I can jump in and play at any point. And because I think it was the first game where you could buy like uh, where you could buy uh, property. It was the yeah. first game where you could do all this other stuff and do the storyline would just rip straight from Scar with Scarface. Yeah, it is just Scarface, Scarface. is on my bad movie list. Is Scarface bad? Because it won an Oscar. <laughs> like, I don't know if you can call it bad if it won an Oscar. And because of Grand Theft Auto 3, the soundtrack is amazing. I don't know I was if gonna you say, can say that an Italian dude playing a Cuban dude is the best idea. But that dude, that dude has played everything. Like, let's be honest. Also, it was Hollywood in the 80s. Somewhere out there, Scarlett Johansson's nodding at you, Scar. Man, in in that movie, a Jewish man is playing a Cuban. Scarlett Johansson's nodding at you. <laughs> so I think all of that, like this this person is playing that person, is completely out of the fucking window. A Jewish man is playing a, a, a Latino. Yeah, all that goes out the window. Also, I think I stand corrected. It didn't win anything. Mm-hmm. I think it got nominated for. Best actor, best original score, and it got nominated for a Razzie as well for worst director. Did they have Razzies back then? Oh, the Razzie started. Uh, which, by the way, I'll throw another movie on this list. Can't stop the music. Uh, it's the biopic about the village people. It's two hours long. It has like six village people songs in it. Fucking love it. It's amazing. I own it on YouTube, and you should too. It is amazing. And I'm not shitting you when I say it. It's actually the reason why the Razzies exist. Someone saw that movie and was like, we should give this an award. I feel like Menace deserves all the awards. That's how he talked. That's how he literally talked in the movie, too. That was his whole thing. Have you seen Can't Stop the Music? No. Okay. Bro, y'all have seen Battlefield Earth. Why does that not deserve all of the Razzies? I've seen it. I've seen it. But here's the thing about Can't Stop the Music. First of all, it's never stated anywhere that this is a story about the village people. So as you're watching it, because I, I didn't know it was a story about the village people. I was just like, I, I heard about this movie and I was like, oh, OK, I'll watch it. And I watched it with uh, with Affy afterwards, too. And I didn't tell her either. You don't realize it's about the village people. And it's really weird because it's just a dude walking around in a Native American headdress. You're like, why does that dude just walk around in a Native American headdress? Did he just break into someone's house? No, he just knows those people, sort of. But he broke into their house anyway. That's the first five minutes, minutes of the movie. And Steve Gutenberg is in it. Like, 
Gutes like young Steve Gutenberg yelling at the top of his motherfucking lungs. Find a clip on YouTube and just watch that and tell me you don't want to watch that movie. Also, there's a, a whole commercial for milk called Milkshake where the village people do a song about Milkshake, which is clearly a metaphor, I think, uh, for for jizz, where they start off as like little tiny children, they drink milk, and then they grow up into the village people, ostensibly saying that milk makes your children gay. In 1980, this movie is fantastic. You should watch it. It's so good. It's so, so good. So uh, I saw The Purge, the first Purge, on the 4th of July. I saw the first purge too. I did not I see, care I for it. Wait, what? Yeah, I did not care for it. I thought it was great. Uh, it's, the, the whole thing. The whole thing is. The whole thing is dependent on one little kid fucking everything up. And also on everybody just being like, "Yeah, let's kill each other." I mean, why not? Nah, the thing is, I still don't understand why niggas didn't just gang together and rob a bank. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's like true. instead of instead of like everyone being like, "Hey guys, let's all try to kill each other," why didn't they all just get together and just we all get rich? We're gonna right. rob this bank. Yeah, the Facebook thing. The, the Facebook thing was like, yo, you do know the Apple Store is right there. We're gonna right. go. Gonna, we're gonna go. Like, there's here. Look, niggas, we got 12 hours, right? Just rob everything. We got 12 hours. Uh, we could get at least. Eight banks done in 12 hours if we work as a team. I say this. You get 10 of your friends, you rob a gun store first, stock up, and then you just hit every bank you can until the 12 hours is up. Exactly. And then you just like, hey, man, we got one minute left. Stop. Walk back out. <laughs> and then just for the hell of it, shoot a person in that last minute. Bang. All right. I did it. I, I'm done. I got I my purged part all of my anger. And now I'm excuse me. billions I got some of dollars to- richer. Excuse me, I have some stocks to invest in. <laughs> I hear real estate is really good this time of year. That was the issue I had with the movie, but other than that, I thought it was a really fun movie. Why yeah, it is fun. Clan members get shot up. It is fun. And I think the thing for me at least was just, yeah, like everyone could just agree not to do this, and then we would we would not do it. But the thing is, they had initially agreed not to do it. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that's my 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 problem with it is, okay, so you solved the problem, you solved the movie in the first 15 minutes, and then everyone's like, nah, we're gonna do it anyway. No, the the whole thing is like, yo, go kill somebody else. Like, no, we want to kill that guy. Yeah, but I will say this. I think I'm still trying to think of other movies. Have you seen Miami Connection yet? No, that's on my list. Oh my god, watch. You should watch Miami Connection. It's fantastic. Uh, the only thing I can tell you is it is not in Miami. It's, it's in Orlando. <laughs> it's set in Orlando. <clears throat> and, uh, oh, Hard Ticket to Hawaii is going to go on this list as well. Nope. Haven't seen it. I feel like you keep stopping to see if I've seen it. I just don't want to disappoint you. No. No to all of them. Hard Ticket to Hawaii is, is free on YouTube. There's These no are excuse for These are all hard no's. Just watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Trust don't me. Don't tell me what one. to do. I'm grown. Okay. Well, if you get a chance and you want to, watch I Hard Ticket like to Hawaii. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah, if you want to. If you don't want to, don't do it. Okay. I don't want to. Okay. Well, then don't watch it. Don't tell me don't what to do. And now I'm going to watch it. <laughs> no. No. Don't you dare watch that movie. <laughs> I'm going to watch it right now. 
I'm going to look it up now. You can't stop me. You can't stop me. I'm going to stream the whole thing onto our show. People are going to be like, I can't see it. And I'm going to be like, ha, ha, ha. Real talk. If you're listening to this show right now, like, watch our tickets to Hawaii. Like, just just trust me on this one. You're going to enjoy it. Or count it's... the... Or count, and count the uh, Fade to Blacks and Menace to Society, which is available on Netflix. <laughs> How about this? I will watch Menace to Society again and count the Fade to Blacks if you watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Okay, I have I a like captive audience. I will watch Hard Ticket Ooh, to Hawaii. You can't watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii with your with your, with your your children. You, you're going to have to watch that by yourself. No, it, it's on it, YouTube, the, which means it's on my computer, so I'll just go ahead and boot it up right now. I mean... No, no, I'm saying there's a shit ton of boobs in it. Like, you can't watch it with your kids unless you want to explain to your children, like, boobs and sex, in which case, cool. Well, right now, um, the kids who are here, one of them is in his room playing Fork Knife, and that's it. Uh, yeah. The other ones, uh, I don't think they're going to have questions about boobs. Okay. Fire it up. Because Kenny's at it. engineering camp. Uh, oh, that's and, right. And so it's it's Gogo and, and Shamari. So I, I don't think the ladies have questions about boobs. Oh, yeah, no, they fire Matter it up. Matter of fact, you know? I'm pretty certain that if we watched a movie and it had boobs in it, I don't think they have anything to say about it. Yeah, I feel like that'd be more uncomfortable for you. Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. You'd be like, "Oh, I'm... but Wait, you have, have to you... send me the link because there's a whole lot of things on here about Hard Ticket to Hawaii." I will do that that's right like now. A full movie. Oh, never mind. I found it. Yeah, it's like it's super easy to find. It's yeah, that bad. It's the one that's literally an hour and fourteen minutes, right? Uh, it's an hour. And th- well, yes, as long as it's more than an hour, you you, you have it. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's, Wait, this one's an right. hour and forty nine minutes and thirteen seconds. So. Yeah, that that was that was probably closer. All the right. one that's hour and thirteen is not it. It's it's at least an hour and forty. I will add it to watch later. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, it's, even it's, in the even in the cutscene that they have on uh, YouTube, it's two white women with blonde hair looking like this from the eighties, eighty five. Uh, yep. Who look like they're oh, there's, just rip their shirt off? There's no boobs reason. in the trailer, just in case you don't know. Like it's it's the '80s, and they are sure that they know it's the '80s. I feel like you you're typing that in. You know what movie I do want to see? That movie? Uh, is it the not the Ring, but the one that? Um, oh, the Grudge. No, the one that was so bad that uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco made a movie about it. The Disaster Artist. I want to see that one. Oh, you mean the Room? Yeah, I want to see the room. Uh, so you can rent it on YouTube for like two ninety nine. You can it. buy it. I want uh, it free. I I feel like now that we all know it's a bad movie, you can't. I don't have to pay for it. Well, that's the thing. Like you can't find it for free now because uh, like before when it was bad and no one wanted to see it, you could get it for free. Now you have to pay for it. Oh, that's true. So like it's you kind of have to get ahead, a but it's bad. It's really bad, and you should watch it because it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Like if you think like Battlefield Earth has like production value at least, where like you know, the people who were working on Battlefield Earth knew how to shoot a movie. So it's bad because it's just a bad story. It's the acting is like so so, but they knew how to make a movie look like a movie. The dudes who did the room did not know anything, and it shows, and it's bad. <laughs> I want it in my life. <laughs> it's real bad. I, I want to say it's a two ninety nine rental on YouTube, and it's worth it. Like it's worth two ninety nine just to see it. I feel like if I watch that with Nisha, she'd get really mad. Yeah, you can't like so like it's bad to the point where like you really can't watch it with anybody else. You really can't <laughs> because if anyone else sees it with you, they're gonna be mad at you. <laughs> you can't. 
can't watch it with people. I tried to watch it with uh, it was it was before I met Afi. I tried to watch it with one of my exes, and she just walked out like 15 minutes in. <laughs> she was like, "No, I'm not watching this." I feel like it's a movie where I wouldn't even be allowed to watch it in our bedroom. I would have to like take it to our downstairs television and watch it by myself. Because Nisha would be like, "You're taking up the TV to watch this. It's still on." It's still uh, on Rashani. Like it's so bad. Like I can't even begin to describe to you. Like everything I'm telling you, and I'm purposely setting it up to be like, "Oh, this is so terrible. This is so terrible." There's no level of description that I can give that's going to prepare you for what you're about to walk into if you watch it. Like every every everything you've heard about it, about how terrible it is, including what I've said, is a hundred percent true and probably more. Like, you're not prepared for how bad this movie is, and it is actually difficult to watch. Because a lot of the movies we've named thus far were made by people who knew how to make movies. Again, <laughs> I don't well, know. Mark. Why are we putting Belly on our list? Um, I don't like it, so it's not on Me my neither. list. Okay, it's not on my sure. list because I don't like it. I don't like no. Belly. It's a bad movie. It's just Same thing with Baby Boy. I don't like Baby Boy. Yeah, and I wish BET will realize that. Well, <laughs> I will say this, Obviously, BET thinks somebody likes it. I have an addition. I do enjoy Biker Boys. I think I enjoyed it at the time. I have not watched it since. Well, can I... I, can I, 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 I you know, I have a conundrum. Because I've had this movie on my best black movie list. And now I kind of want to put it on the worst black movie list. Because it's both to me. Yeah, yeah. Whole bounce. Oh my God, yes, it is both good and bad. But <laughs> because of that villain, like that never was shown. Like he makes him, he makes that movie though. So sweetness, 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 sweetness <laughs> makes that movie. <laughs> like he makes that movie, man. Like. It's fun to watch, and like the shenanigans with the kids and everything are cool. But the minute he rolls onto the screen, he just steals every scene he's in. Every scene he's in. West John is it Wesley Johnson who plays mm-hmm. Sweetness? Yeah, murders it. Like just you can tell he had the top of his fucking life playing that. He I've is having so much fun. Wait, you need to watch. It's not on. It's not on Netflix. <laughs> it's it's not anywhere. To be honest with you, you, you might have to Cody it. that one. Yeah, you have to pay for it or, or, or steal it unless you know somebody has. I haven't used my fire stick in so long. I haven't used my cold either. You know you'll get good quality and nobody will arrest you for it. I haven't used my Cody in a minute. I haven't used. I, I've honestly just been kind of streaming everything. I used mine to watch Life at a Party a couple of days ago, and I wish I hadn't. Yeah, yeah. I need to use mine to watch uh, to to watch Atlanta because I, I, I haven't watched this no, season at all. get FX now. That's what I was just now telling Jay a couple days ago. Get FX now. Like right now? No, do I got to pay, pay for it? No, if you have cable or you know somebody or know who, someone has cable, who has cable. Yeah, just yeah, put I got in their text password and boom, you have access to FX, FXX, and Fox and all of their shows. Yeah, I was going to text my mom. She's like, yo, can I use your cable login for FX now? And I had to text her to see if she'll let me do it. I'd say something, but I don't want my mom to get arrested. I'm just saying my mom is the Harriet Tubman of cable passwords. Well, if she's not using her password, because she's not using FX now, she has the cable, 
Why can I not use it? No, I mean like everybody. Like her cable, we we use her online cable password for oh, okay. I FX what now and no 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 HBO whoa 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 Go. whoa 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 you don't use passwords from anyone. Yeah, no, that's illegal. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was just saying. Like, no, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, Sharing no. accounts is how account, accounts get terminated. Yeah, no. There's no way that I would ever, that's ever, 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 ever. So the the official black soda. <laughs> I've had this conversation with somebody. Is it is it Tahitian treat or is it Sprite? Sprite. I, the first my first thought was Sprite. My first thought was Sprite. I say it's Tahitian treat for two reasons. One, no white people know anything about it. And two, almost every black person I know knows how to get it because it's not in any soda machines. Yep. Yeah, you can only find it in the hood corner store. Exactly. Like, you can't find it. You can't find it. Okay, but my first thought was Sprite. I feel like that's marketing. Tahitian, first of all, here's why I will say I think Tahitian treat is definitely the, the black beverage of choice and not Sprite. Sprite wants to be the black beverage of choice, they and do. they want to be so bad, and, they, and they've wanted it since the '90s. That's why there was always Sprite commercials on BET. Like, hey guys, we know you don't drink Coke, but how about Sprite? And fuck but you, like rappers and shit. Yeah, fuck yeah. you. We don't drink Sprite. I will obey my thirst and drink Tahitian treat. Fuck. You, I mean, Sprite. you've never seen another movie or another soda company use so hard, five different but, rappers to become Voltron to sell soda. What other what other soda company goes that fucking hard in the paint to try to capture the black community? I don't want it. I don't trust you. You want us too um, much. For, for, want for, us. A, for a little bit, uh, Pepsi did the Pepsi Jazz line, which went really hard. But it's not like them having Pharaoh Monch and and <laughs> most. <laughs> they also Pepsi also tried to solve the whole black crisis with Kylie Jenner, and that didn't that go so true. well either. <laughs> that didn't go so well either. <laughs> I think Pepsi's just misguided. They're like, we want to help. Oh, oh, we don't know anything. Oh, we're sorry. <laughs> that is Pepsi's entire move. Sprite is more of a, uh, we're going to do something insidious to you, but like us first. I feel like Sprite is, are the white girls who only fuck black dudes. Right. That's what Sprite is. And nothing against those girls. If you have a preference, congratulations. But do know it feels racist as fuck. Feels very racist to me. Wait a minute. I got one of those. Right. <laughs> no, it, it feels that way. No, I, I get it. I, I'm, I understand that there's preferences, and I feel like this is a, and I guess I can ask if you guys agree with me on this. I feel like, in my mind, that feels like it's a racial preference, and whether or not it's racist, you can decide, but I feel like that is a preference based on race. I don't I, think it's no, the same. I don't. I don't, I don't think, think it's same. It's like I don't like like for instance, I don't care for blonde women. I do not like blonde women. I, I it's ironic because I dated a blonde girl, but that was despite her blonde hair, not because of it. And I think I, I can. I mean, from the from the few that I know, I can actually answer the question. Go for it. All of the white women that I know that exclusively date black men, they all say the same thing. They all have the same Niggas. basic story. Oh, no, sorry. They, they all have the same basic story. <laughs> they they are not they are not the smallest of women, and uh, black men appreciate them more than their um, previous white counterparts. I mean, their their previous white mates, and um, black men appreciate them not being a size one or a size zero. Okay. Um, 
that that's that's usually where that's usually where it starts. Uh, uh, did you hear that? I thought I did, but I don't listen, so no. No, no. I, 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 did you hear Amanda just say that? Right. Um, but like from the from the few that I know, they all have the same story. Um, they were previously with a white man. They gained weight, whether it's um, through normal gaining weight or having children. Um, they were constantly chastised for not being the way that well, they were. Either way, normal gaining was, weight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, just yeah. They, just, but they gain weight. Yeah. They just gain weight. Yeah. They gain. They gain weight, and then they were constantly chastised by their white mates, and it created a situation to where they were just like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'd rather be with someone that actually appreciates me the way that I am." Like, I, and I get that, but here's here's my 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 qualification for this, and here's why I think it it, it blends a little bit towards racism. Because there's an assumption that every black man is going to like you because you're slightly chubbier. And that assumption is based solely on their race. It has nothing to do with the culture. It has nothing to do with it. It's based solely on I have had experiences with like and I assume she had a good experience with like one or two black men, had bad experiences with one or two white men and then just decided, all right, cool. So only black men like my body type. And I feel like that's that's. I, I, I think you're right. I think, that I feels think it, I racist think to me. No, you're correct. But I think that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, so that assumption is just made solely based on race. And, I, and when I say racist, I don't mean like she hates. Obviously, not in a hateful way, but it is clearly an assumption made based upon race that is um, essentially, essentially just a prejudice. Even though it's positive in, in this case, it's it's a stereotype where uh, black men are a little bit more likely to to I guess to appreciate a woman for being a heavier. It's still you see what I'm saying? It's still a stereotype. Whether or not it's positive doesn't matter. That's just like I'm, the whole I'm, stereotype no, of like black men having larger penises. Like it's. I'm, I'm telling you, you're right. Oh, okay. I, I'm just saying, like it's. <laughs> and and I don't know. Like I feel like I get the concept, but I think like I would tell those women, all right, cool. Have a preference for black men because they tend to. You have noticed that uh, black men, or at least the black men you've dated, have treated you better, so you have a better experience with them. I understand that and being like saying that, okay, well, I'm kind of looking for black men right now. That's what I'm into. I feel like when you start saying I want a black man because and then you say every black man does X, Y, Z. I think that's when we start dancing around on racism. I just I have but, but, a, but I mean, it's, I, I think it's simpler than that. Like, you know, I, I think I think black men appreciate me. I, I don't think that I, I the, the issue that I have <clears throat> is more not so much that the idea that black men appreciate them more which can't really be quantified um people have preferences no matter how it is right uh, and i think they, that there it's are just as easy they could say asian men appreciate me okay it, it's it's just a thought that you have and you look towards that that station or that genre or that 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 person that whatever you know, that, that race, type, yeah. that race to, to fulfill your own thoughts. The issue that I have is when white women are on YouTube or on Instagram or anywhere else saying, sorry, black men, you can't handle all this. Like, they just assume <laughs> that we want that. But that's like, right. that's like the same. It's the, sa- it's, it's the same sword, uh, exactly. just a different side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's a very, it's a very small, it's a thin line. 
between those two things between between love you, and hate, no, it's a which is also a great movie. Between between delusion and arrogance, yes. Like they oh, just yes. believe that they've always believed because it's been said to white women for so long, ever since those um, Birth of a Nation movies came out. Black men want you, and so it feels like once. For some of them, it feels like once they get out of this body construct the white men want, they're like, okay, it's okay, black men want me. Well, I think the weird thing about that, too, is like even when I used to date, uh, like when you were on Tinder or on like any dating site, there would be these white girls who would purposely say, like, you know, I'm not swiping right on black people. And, okay, that's good that you have that preference, whatever. But you can just not say that. Mm-hmm. And... Like, I don't understand. Like, you can just don't swipe this. Just because, practice but that. That's the, that's the, but that's the white like the man. Saying look, look, you know how. I feel how, like the saying is the problem. You know how black folks uh, say that uh, black women who are like, y'all need to cuddle your man and coddle your man and all that. They call them pick me's. I feel like the white women who are like, I'm not swiping right on any black people are the pick me's for white men. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I think just just social media and these sites uh, make people self-important, so they feel the need to say it. Like the person who announces that they're leaving social media, like it's it's all the same. Yeah. Like, do, do do we really care? Yeah, it 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 is to an extent to me. I mean, it 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 is to you completely, and to me, I see it to an extent. It, but it's something that doesn't need to be said. Like you said, it doesn't need to be said. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things where it's like, all right, well, if that's how you feel about it, you can just not say it. And I think you're right, Scar. Like, I think people feel like I have to express this. You see how I work right. my way through that? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just yeah. People, people are just people are just self important, and it's like when you have to when you have to announce it like okay like what what difference does that make to me like the people who say i'm not installing uh a facebook messenger because i'm i'm worried about my privacy but you're on facebook it's the same thing yeah and, and i think it's it's one of those things where like i honestly believe that there are some people out there who have preferences where they just find uh, like darker skinned men more attractive. I'm not saying that that's, I think there's a difference. I think it's, it's when, like you're saying, when you feel the need to like <clears throat> tell everyone, when you feel the need to be antagonistic almost about it. And I, I get it. It's, it's weird though, because like I remember seeing that as a single person and it was uh, a white girl that I was like just, you know, sw- swiping through, looked at her profile and I saw the like, I know black men don't bother. And I had like a, I guess I had a moment where like I really kind of felt like, like fuck you, like you could have just not told me that, right? Like why did you feel the need to tell me, even if it's not a, even if it's a self-importance thing? I feel like there, there's just a little bit extra to that where it's just like, are you telling me that? So if, if I'm white and I see that, I can be like, oh, she's never had a black man inside of her. Like why do you feel the need to tell me that? And then well, I feel like I'm not telling. Me. That is the thing. Who are that you? That is telling? the thing. It's- that is a thing, especially in porn, like uh, even like very popular white porn stars. The moment they do a black movie, it's a wrap on their career. But I feel like that's that's due to the fact that like in porn, every uh, black dick is a big black dick. To, to, every every dick is a P, is a BBC. To quote my beloved co-host Shantae, don't let porn get y'all fucked up. 
how Alice Morgan getting this fucked up. No, it's just that we get these ideas in our mind of things that work and the way things are through watching porn. Maybe not the three of us, but like society. If yeah. they don't have a lot of interactions with women or with it with men, if they're gay or ladies, if they're lesbian, you know, they watch porn and they get this idea of this is the way the world is, and it's not oh, yeah. that way. But so yeah, every girl doesn't want to suck like us. We didn't when we were younger. You had to like there was so much work that had to go on the porn that a lot of us didn't use porn a lot until we became older. Um, but yeah, or, or but... frequently until we got older. But for this generation where you could just get on your phone, a lot of their lifestyle is being shaped through porn, and it's getting them fucked up. Can, can I be honest though? What, and... To quote what oh, Shante said, quite simply, don't slap the clit. No, can I be honest slapping though? of the clit. Well, I, I, first of all, I'll say this. Talk with your partner. Uh, there are some partners who love that shit. And then secondly, I, I will say this. I don't, I will say the thing that I find disturbing about porn in comparison to how things used to be is that previously, I had to make the sexy scenario in my head. So mm-hmm. it had to be like, okay, like I, whatever, let's share. So, uh, it'd be like, I had this one teacher. I still remember because I jacked off to her a lot. She wore low cut shit to school. I was in high school. Uh, I, I won't say her name because I feel like you could find her, but I was in high school. She wore low cut tops. She was like 40 or so. I think she was just kind of hanging on to that last little vestige of like, I'm still kind of hot. And she kind of liked the fact that like, uh, high school dudes were, kind of crawling all over. So everything was bad about this, but I jacked off to her multiple times and I did without having really seen a ton of porn. I created porn like scenarios in my head that led up to it. So I feel like even with, even with porn, I, I honestly feel as if we would still be creating uh, scenarios in our head that maybe since we created it and it came from us, we would be less likely to believe, you know what I mean? I think because it's not created by us, we think, oh, this is like a depiction of something that's actually happening Mm -hmm. as opposed to forget like when we created ourselves, it's clearly from us. And no matter how much we keep the illusion up, ultimately in the day, we know the person that we imagine fucking us doesn't want to fuck us. Hopefully that makes sense. I think that's my biggest gripe. It's like the removal of imagination from from masturbation has led to us thinking everyone wants to fuck us. Yep, I, that is so deep and so disturbing, and also and then, the same and then, time. You, and then when you realize that they don't incel, exactly. Don't let porn well, get but, you fucked up. But here's the thing, though. So, like, why is that? Why are you angry about the fact that everyone doesn't want to fuck you? Because I mean, like, by default, everyone does. You don't want to fuck everyone. That's so not why, the point. That's that's not the point. <laughs> that's exactly what they say too. That's not the point. But, but, but okay, so then what is the point? Like, why are I you said, upset? I said it on Facebook a couple weeks back that you never hear a lady making wishes. Like, if I had three wishes, one of my wishes would be that I could fuck every woman in the world, or that every woman in the world would fall in love with me. That's something that guys do. Drake did a whole song about it because I mean, this I can't I can't remember who said it, um, but like the the difference is like from the moment you grow boobs every man wants to fuck you that's what it feels like to a lot of them yeah so, i have a i have a, a a a player on my basketball team and his mom was just telling me that when they went to the beach a couple weeks back she had to keep her 12 year old daughter right next to her because 30 year old men kept trying to holler at her oof yeah 
That's not cool. You think? And also, like, the worst part about that is she should be able to say, I'm 12. And they and should they be like, say, whoops. They say, she says, I'm 12. I'll see and you in six years is what they say. But you know that these are the same dudes who were like, man, Miley Cyrus is going to be 18 pretty soon. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, the conversation yeah, should be, I'm 12. And they should be like, whoops, my bad. Let me go find someone of age. What it turns into is like, so what are you doing in six years? And like, that's disturbing to me. Yeah. Men, just men are just for six years? men are just problematic in general. Yes. Well, and, and that brings me to a point that I I realized. I said this during uh, uh I might have said this during the, the the special that we did, but I, I said it again uh, during the July Fourth uh, barbecue that we had. Our, uh, yes, I know it wasn't barbecue, but I said it again. And um, I, I used to get upset when I see people on when I saw people on Twitter who like all oh, men are trash. And my first reaction was like, but wait, some of us aren't bad. Now I realize, yeah, no, we're all trash. Here's the deal. Even if you're not a dude who's out raping someone, societally and systemically, the patriarchy <sighs> is being supported by all men who aren't speaking out against it and who aren't actively trying to do, do something about it. So if you're, unless you're actively trying to do something about the legitimate patriarchy that's oppressing women, unless you're actively trying to make sure that you don't feed into it, then yes, all men are trash. And even then... Most of us aren't actively trying. And until right. we remember that the system that is in place that supports us and that gives us things is fucking everyone else over. We're all trash until we get rid of it. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that this is this is something that's happened to me recently. Um, I love marching bands. We've, we've been over this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is now it is now all star band season, which like during the summertime, a lot of bands from different areas kind of group up and make these mass bands for like different areas. Um and they can be uh, people. They could be people from like college and high school, and even some middle schoolers if they're good enough to be in this. Every time I watch a battle on a stream, there's always there's always men talking about the dancers. I mean, of course, oh, no. they're, they're not they're not wearing very much, but like we have to rem every time we have to remind them those might be high school kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. they, they might not be 18, so you might want to be easy about what you say in this and in this chat. But but let's let's just be real here. Why is it cool for them to objectify women if they're above 18? Exactly. Like, why is that okay if they're over 18? Like, why are we suddenly like like it's like oh well they're not 18, so you can't say that yet. But once they're 18, we can treat them like pieces of shit. That's but, the problem. That, that also goes to That's what you're saying. Like like. Like I didn't think that because I'm not there for them. I'm there for the music. I'm there for yeah. the band. So mm -hmm. like I'm just like yo, they might be high school kids. I go back to listening to the band. So you, you're right. It's it's not. It's it's, like, uh, it's partly it's partly on me for not speaking up. And, that's just like one of the for like. I think that's my, one of our catchphrases as men. It's it's partly on me for not speaking up. It's I, I don't wouldn't even say partly. I think it's kind of on us because we didn't speak up and just say like, "Yo, maybe don't objectify women." And if you if you can't speak up, like even if you're in a locker room with like full of men and like I've been in locker room situations and I'm guilty of this as well, where I heard men saying shit about women that was unacceptable that you shouldn't say about another human being, and instead of me just saying something, I just quietly got dressed and left. And it's it is why I think at this point when I see all men ain't shit <laughs> and like y'all are y'all are all ruining shit i can't defend it because i'm just as guilty i have been there i have seen and it, it hasn't been recently I, I now actively try to make sure that i don't allow something like that happen 
to happen. But I have been in those situations before and I did not perform like a person who was a human being should. I acted like an animal. I walked away from it. I was afraid. I let fear like dictate how I was going to treat other humans. Or in some cases, I don't think I ever really got into it because I've never, I've had a sister. I was raised a lot by my mom. So I've never been a, let me talk shit about how hot this girl is. Though I, I, I know there are documented cases, podcasts, I get it. Not a, let's talk, let's objectify women as much as it is. I just haven't been that, especially not for most of my thirties. I think in my twenties, I might have been a little harder on that. But I think it's just, I think until we accept that it is our fault, until we accept that every time that we let someone say something and we don't speak up, that is our fault what happens. I think until we take some legitimate responsibility and, and I see people saying like, well, you don't need to take responsibility for everything bad. We got to take responsibility for all of it because until it's happening to all of us, it's not happening to any of us and we're never going to do anything about it, which is what's, where we are right now. So I think we need to take full responsibility for all of it. Like every single man who feels that it's okay for him to rape someone, for him to assault a woman, for him to grab anyone, for, for any man that feels like he has the right to enforce his will on someone else because this is what he wants right now, regardless of what she or anyone else wants. Every time we stand for that, every time we walk away from that, we are complicit and it's our fault. It's not partly it's not on us because we knew and we didn't do anything. It is 100% our fault because we had the tools to stop it, and we did not. Correct. I didn't even think correct needed to be said. I but we weren't saying anything, so someone had to say something. <laughs> not really. I was just giving the, the, like, I was giving the folks shot. out there time to ponder <laughs> I was giving them time to really just let that marinate. Yeah. I mean, and, and I get it. Like, again, well documented that I I understand that saying women are attractive in a public space can go sideways. And I'm documented as like saying like, hell, let so-and-so know she can get it. But I feel like until we realize that like we can't harass women just because we think they're cute or just because we think they're here for us. Like one of the weirdest things for me was when I realized when I went out to clubs and I'm trying to meet girls that they didn't show up here to meet you. They came out for them. You know what's crazy? I actually made a post saying that women are not dressing to attract you. They're not dressing to please you. They're not dressing to do any of this stuff. Leave them alone. They're dressing for the women. They are dressing. And you know who jumped in and said, no, we're not? Women. Really? And a guy. One guy and women. No, we're dressing for men. Like, really? Word? Okay. Well, I guess maybe. Well, okay. Like, that's I mean, their opinion. You know, that's, yeah. that's their choice. Some women are dressing for the guys. And I will so, say this. I think we need, and, to, and I those think women? We need to say this. Just leave them alone. Like, if you ask them a question, they say no, leave them alone. Right. Like, be polite. I'm not saying, like, let's end the human race and not ever hook up with each other ever again. I'm not saying that. I'm saying be polite. Uh, be respectful. Don't go grab anyone. Don't interrupt. There are noted times when there are downtimes where you can slide in. Take your shot and then leave without without having to really cause a big problem. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've done it. And I, I personally prefer when uh, you're going for another drink. I'm a big fan of like I am also at the bar getting another drink and now we now we're talking. I'm a big fan of that. But I I don't know. I think it's I think uh, again I think as a society until we as men realize 
that we we have a, a great privilege of being unbothered, untouched, and unmolested through most of our life. And until we learn to share that with uh, fem- with really women, and I suppose children in this case as well, we're always going to have problems. I mean, it, it is a legitimate privilege that I can walk through my life. I can walk down the street in the middle of the night and rape is the last thing on my mind. It's not that I can't be raped. It's just it's not a real problem for me. Bruh, those moments where you realize, like, just reading tweets or reading stuff people put on Facebook that, you know what, I've never experienced that. And then you're like, you know what, I never had to experience it. And you and then that that feeling of privilege just just hits you. Yeah. Like, oh, that's like, right. I've never had to worry about somebody who's been standing out in the parking lot too long while I was standing in the store because they were there when I walked into the store. And now right. I'm like, are they trying to follow me out? I've never had anyone follow me everywhere I went before with the intention of, I, I don't even know what their intention is. If it's the intention, like, like, do they think they're going to follow them all over the store and then walk out to the car and be like, Hey, I saw you follow me off the store. It's good that you're interested. Let's get married. Like, what do you think is going to happen? I talked about this, uh, on single simulcast a while back. Um, I have a friend named Jeremy. Um, he's been on single simulcast a, a couple of times. Okay. And, uh, one day he came over to our house and hung out and he stayed at our house from like two o'clock in the afternoon till like two o'clock in the morning, one thirty in the morning, something like that. Just hanging out, kicking it, you know, whatever. Yeah. He didn't have a car. So I drove him back to his house, which wasn't that far away from our house, but it was far enough. You know, mm-hmm. it was in the same area, but it wasn't in the same neighborhood. It's just like, you don't want to walk that far. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) I drove him back home because it's late. And, you know, I'm a good friend and I'm still awake, so why not? And as I drop him off, I say, all right, I'll holler at you later. I I start driving back down the street to get back to the main road. And this car appears out of nowhere and and they're behind me. Okay, no problem. You know, cars, it's it's a street that leads you back to the main street. No problem. I turn back onto the main road. They're right behind me. Okay, no problem. I'm driving down this desolate street that's part of this main road, this desolate stretch, and they keep trying to get on the side of me. Okay, now it's trying. Now, now I'm starting to get kind of worried. They're yeah, now we have a problem. Me. We and now have a so problem. So I turn, I get to the neighborhood where my house is, and it's it's not a neighborhood where there's a lot of people living there. You know, it's an it's a you it's a circle almost. I turn onto, I turn off the main road onto my street and they follow me and now I'm freaking out. And they're still trying to get on the side of me. Right. And so I almost pull into my, my driveway, but then I'm like, nah, they might be following me and they might come back later. So I speed past my house and I hit the corner, uh, to go into this loop that's near our house and they're still following me. I loop back onto the main street. They're still following me. I drive and I'm trying to contact my brother like, yo, these people are following me. I'm going to come to your house. And he's like, cool, come to my house. But as (laughs) I'm about to make the turn onto his street, I missed the light. And so the person in me who is more about following the law than it is about self-preservation stops. And they're still trying to get on the side of me. So I make the quick turn. I make the quick right onto this other street that is opposite of his street. And I don't know where I am now because I've never been in this neighborhood. And they're still trying to get on the side of me. And so I'm just going down streets trying to zigzag and trying to avoid them, and they're still following me. And I turn, I make a left onto a street, 
and it's a cul-de-sac. There's nowhere else to go but to go back past them. And so there's enough cars on the sidewalk and enough cars on the curb that I can't just make a quick, you know, just like circle turn and just whip around, whip yeah. around and pull back out. I Gotta can't do that. Point. I have to make a three-point turn to get back out. And they pull up on the side of me. And right when they're rolling down their window, they see and I see three white people standing out in front of our house like, what are you doing? And they stopped to look at those three white people and I took off. What did they even want? I have no idea. I still don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was it was three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's that's some getting that's some carjacking <laughs> shit. And they were following yes. me. And and here's a kill shot. Women go through that all the time. Yeah. Why are they following me? Why are they following me? And like I've had that happen before where a cop was following me. Uh, it was unarmed. He was unmarked and I was in a car and that feeling of like when you realize that car behind you, every time you hit your brakes, it's hitting their brakes. And every time you turn, it's turning. At first, you're like, you try to tell yourself, Oh, no, 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 we're good. It's just when you first realize that that motherfucker is following you, it's a panic because you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I can't go home because now I'm going to bring them to where I live. It's not safe for me to go home anymore. You have removed all safe places from me. I now have to either fight or flight. And mm-hmm. if it, at least at, at the very least, I can say this, I'm six foot six, I'm 280, I'm in decent enough shape. You're going to have a hard time taking me down. And also, if if it wasn't the cops and you called the cops, the cops yeah. wouldn't say that boys are just boys and hang up on you. Right, right. Or, or well, no crime has happened yet. So call us back when a crime has happened. Exactly. Call us but back like, after they assault you. Right. After they've assaulted you, have they said anything to you? Have they raped you? Oh, well, you're fine. Call us back after that happens, and then we'll go find them. Meanwhile, <laughs> you barbecue in the park, motherfuckers show up in the five minutes. Ain't that some shit? Yeah. Like, if you've ever experienced that that feeling of having someone follow you and not knowing like what you were going to do, at least you had someone to call. I didn't have anyone to call. What ended up happening to that is I went to a neighborhood and got to a cul-de-sac like you did, stopped my car, and then I got out. So I was like, well, I guess this is a, it's, it's go time now. So I'm going to get shot. I'm going to get killed. Something's going to happen, but I'm not fucking driving anymore. And when I got out, a cop came around from behind him with his lights on, turned him on, and almost and like blocked my door. And that's when I realized, okay, it's the cops. But I got out of that car like, all right, so one of us is getting back inside a car. Let's find out who. Yeah. Now, when I got back to yeah. when I <laughs> left out of there, I went over to my brother's house to, uh, you know, because if I didn't make it over, if I after I just called him panic, like this car's following me, I made it back over to his house. And uh, he was standing outside. A couple of my cousins were standing outside. A couple of his friends were standing outside in a bag. And I never asked what was inside the bag. Yeah, smart. Cause that, that wouldn't happen uh, for ladies, which is why a lot of times they're. Why? Why? Hey, yo, are you okay? And 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 sometimes guys will recognize that something's going on with ladies, and instead of confronting the guy who's outside, the guys will come to the lady and be like, "Hey, can I just walk you out to your car?" Nah, dude, go confront the motherfucker standing down in the parking lot. Yeah. And I think that that is to some small, uh, not even to some small extent, to be completely honest, just to be completely honest, I think that the reason why we ask the ladies if they need help instead of confronting the dude that's out in the parking lot that we know is messing with the lady, 
because we don't want to get killed. Yeah, I think we're just afraid. I think that's really what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're afraid too. And at least like, at least if I walk you to your car, there's two of us. So if he attacks us and I'm getting my ass beat, you can call the cops. <laughs> you can call someone so we we can get some help, or maybe you can sneak up behind him and put him in a, a headlock while I punch him in the nuts. I don't know, <laughs> but like, I think it's one of those things. Like, what should be bared in mind here is this. Yes, that person is probably unhinged. And yes, that person is uh, could be capable of violence. But if we all stand up to that person together, if I'm, I'm in this case, it really is just I'm, I'm in a crowd of people, but I'm the only man who's going to step up and be like, hey, man. But if you're the if you take that first initiative and step up, in most cases, people will come behind you because they just don't want to be the first. No one wants to be the first, but if you take that first step, there was a, I was watching a video on YouTube, um, not on YouTube, it was on, on Reddit, where like a dude confronted this older man who was, had a walker and tried to beat him up and, and rob him and was like dragging him through the street. And three dudes, like this one young dude came up to him and said, stop, and then hit him. And then two other dudes came in as soon as they saw like, okay, cool, I'm not alone. They started like trying to push back against him as well. So I feel like in those scenarios, if you are by yourself, stand up. You may be surprised who may stand up with you. And if not, well, at least you stood up. Next time someone's like, men are all shit, you can be like, yep, they sure are. And you can move on with a clean conscience because, like, yep, <laughs> they're all pieces of shit. Every single last one of us. We're terrible. And just walk on because it's like, yeah. Don't say it. Like, we're terrible. They'll be like, why are you trying to be sarcastic about it? I'm not being sarcastic. I'm I'm laughing because I agree with it. But, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry for my tone. But my tone is because I'm, I'm laughing because it's, it's true. Like, we are all pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like at the very least, if you stand up, you're trying to make a difference. And like I said, you be you may be surprised who else is just looking for somebody to take to take that first step. Scar. I figured since I spoke up the last time and you said that it wasn't needed, I figured it wasn't needed this at this moment. No, let's just let's just let silence go. Let's just let it run for like fifteen to twenty minutes of silence. All right. No, let's not do that. Hey, so uh, I made a sketch, and because I, this all stemmed from something else, uh, and I did the sketch by myself. But I was thinking, why don't we do sketches anymore? Nobody responded in a dark place. Yeah, nobody responded to my stuff, so I stopped writing them. I still have some. I have a ton of them. I would love to do sketches on this show. Honestly, I was. I just don't know why we stopped doing them. Okay, I have them. I have them written. I have all. I have like five or six of them scripted out, including one amazing one that was about. Captain Planet, and I think that I had said it. Oh, we did that one. Times. We did. I I recorded my part for Captain Planet. I remember recording it. Oh wait, no, no, we didn't. We nobody had it scheduled, and no, parts. like you and I showed up, and no one else did. Yeah, nobody else showed up. <laughs> that was back when that. certain people who were supposed to show up never showed up. So yeah. Well, let's. I still say let's make it. Uh, we can always find other people to get in on it. Um, I had a ton of fun making this one. It's actually, so I wrote this in 2010. Uh, there's a dude I follow that is a jazz musician. His name's Paul. He's cool. 
he had an album he released and he asked for someone to write sketches for him uh, for his album. That was back when people did sketches on albums. It was like, and so like I wrote uh, this sketch that I just sent you guys uh, for that. And then the other day I was cleaning out my, uh, my, my extended hard drive and I found it and I was like, Oh, I should record this. And so then I just kind of quickly threw some stuff together and recorded it. And, and I was like, put it on the show. Ha. Huh? Yeah, no, it's cool. It's, so it ends weird because it's like uh, it's supposed to be like one of the sketches where someone's listening to like uh, music that's like outlawed, but it's just fun. You can hear me do like a really bad southern accent, like a really bad southern accent. It's just a good time. Okay. A, a, a southerner does a really bad southern accent. Nah, what you have to understand is that yeah, you're right. You're right. No, you nah. Look here. <laughs> We're gonna take you over here. That sounds like the kind of southern accent where people are like, You got a southern accent and then you're like, I do and they're like, Yeah, you y'all do have a southern accent. Oh y'all sound like but yes. Yeah, it's it's that that level of southern accent. You gotta when you do it, you gotta pretend like you're chewing gum. I was like Like, like, now what you gotta understand here. What I found is that uh you put on (laughs) bass on your voice. So like like my normal voice, a little bit of bass. I take all the bass bass out of my voice, and now I sound like somebody. <laughs> you, sound, no, you sound you sound like you sound like a not just a southerner, like you sound like a fucking slave owner. You sound like a clan member, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> you need a what? What they call that shit? A bolo tie? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, we own as far as the eye can see in that direction. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a, I, it, I did a, um, that's my southern accent. That's my bad southern accent. You just, you take all the voice, all the bass out of your voice, and then you just say really privileged shit. I never paid for college myself, and then you're there. <laughs> and then you're there. I've never been about that there book learning. No, you have to say some really privileged. You have to say some really privileged shit. Like, I always call the police when I'm not sure what's happening. It has to be really privileged. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand why anybody wouldn't own two cell phones. That type. You don't have two cell phones? Yeah, go ahead and, uh, Jay, do me a favor. I just put something into the chat for you. Um, go ahead and click that and then it? read the title of it in that southern accent, please. Just just click on it so then it opens up and then read that title with a southern accent. And I think that'll do. I haven't got it yet. It's in Skype. I cannot see it. Did you send it to me? Yeah. Wait. It's it's in the it's in the Skype chat. Uh, yeah, just read what Scar just typed. I can't see what anyone else typed. That's what's weird to me. In Skype? Oh, you, you got my fucking Skype. Skype. You can only see what you type. I see. Oh, fucking Skype. No, I really can't see what anyone else is typing. I'm looking at the chat window right now. Here's what I see. Willy Wonka Scary Trailer. Yeah, you Google Drive that. link. And what that you, I just you, said. You type that and you type that. So you only see what you type. You're in my epic Skype. Make sure I you're not... I don't know. I can't see anybody. I don't know why I can't, but I mean, just here, uh, just I am it. So text it to me on my phone. You have my phone number. No, I'm okay. <laughs> why am I not seeing other people's things in the chat and Skype? There you go. Just go to Facebook and, and say it. <laughs> we, both, we both just posted there. <laughs> Fuck. I don't want to go to Facebook. 
Shut up. I don't have that on my phone anymore. We try to like, what are you doing from the internet? No, I have to like log into my fucking. I don't have Facebook the app on my phone anymore. I we, really we tried to make it easy for you. Okay, what am I saying? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> so you want me to just read the title? Yeah, that's all you need to do. Why the new White House communications chief says it's not fair that I can't use the N word. <laughs> oh, this is great. I like. Okay, so here's the thing. Has anyone told her yet that life isn't fair? It's not fair. She's white. No, like it's not fair. But to me has has anyone told her? Has anyone told her that she can? But you're not. You're not immune to the repercussions of using such a word. Also, has anyone told her yet? Like, I don't know why we have this concept. Like, white people like have this. Like, it's not fair, motherfucker. Nothing is fair for anyone else. Why are we trying to make life fair for your dumbass? Like, you've had a fucking fair shake your entire life. We have never had a fair shake. The minute we start getting close to a fair shake, you're like, wait a minute, it's not fair. I can't do this. Go fuck yourself. It's not fair that uh, I get shot by the cops. It's not fair I can't call the cops. It's not fair that uh, I have I have a harder time getting jobs. It's not fair that the white unemployment rate is at 3.9, the black unemployment rate is at 5.4. None of that shit is fair. Do you hear us, like, fucking crying about how it's not fair? Fuck you. I feel like you're bringing up old stuff. Yeah. Because old stuff hasn't been fixed yet. I would stop bringing up this bullshit if it would stop being relevant and true. Unfortunately, for the last period of forever that we've been America, it has been. I'm also a fan of the fact that halfway through that statement, you realize that I was trying to close out the show and then you just kind of like faltered. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> We now take you to our regularly scheduled program, Sound Judgment, taking it to the streets. Now, y'all know this world is full of line crossers. The thing about line crossers, though, is they know where the line is. Oh, they know. A bear can't crap in the woods if he doesn't know where the woods is. But they stay behind the line? No. 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 They just keep crossing. And that's why we're here. We're here to keep the line safe. We keep you safer. Okay, we uh have reports of a... Uh, a 1068 here. That's just, you know, you stand to creative disturbance. Y'all might want to stand back and just, uh, you know, let me and Angel Watt here see what's going on. Open up. CTF. Oh, officers. Uh, 
can I, um, how can I help you? What's that y'all listen to right there, son? Uh, that's just, um, music. Oh, really? You know what I love, boy? I love me some music. Just makes me feel all warm inside. Why don't you just go ahead and make my day and hit play on that radio so we can hear this music that you've been enjoying? 